Blog Talk Radio. suddenly find themselves reeling a little bit after a second loss this season this past weekend against North Carolina, the Miami Hurricanes will seek to find out Saturday night if they are for real. FSU has lost five of its last 12 games going back to last season. So as Saturday night's game approaches, Miami could be on the cusp of turning the tide inside the state of Florida, where dominance has always been waiting and has None of the streets or trends will mean a thing at kickoff Saturday night. It'll come down to execution and whether Miami is as good as it has looked in the first four games this season. We'll talk about all of that tonight as we embark on a new edition of Team Four Live. Face before my friend, but I don't know where you 
Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest two to three hours, whatever's needed tonight, in Hurricane Sports. My guess is we're going to need three hours. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We have 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. As always, you dial 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. That sends us the prompt. We put you in the queue. We bring you on in the order that you land in the queue. And I'll give you a hint right now. There's a very familiar name sitting in the number one spot once again this evening. But first, as always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. We also had um, – well, no, no, I, I take that back. Let me just continue. Um, I'm going to go through them real quick right now and, and give you an idea of what was submitted, and I'll get to them in sequence as the show goes on, kind of like I did last week. Who's the potential breakout star? Is the pressure of breaking the streak going to hurt or help? the Miami players. Are there any key matchups where Miami has a strong advantage or disadvantage? Is this going to be the game where Mark Richt unleashes Deontay Mullins? Does Mark Richt have an offensive strategy to make up for the lack of production from the tight ends um, if they are needed most of the game to block with the O-line due to Florida State's pass rush? How big of a disaster would it be if Miami loses this game with all the momentum it has right now? What's missing from getting more punt returns going? How healthy is Darian Owens, and can he be effective, or is he still too gimpy? Does the Miami team have swag and confidence with its recent momentum? Is this team ready for the big time? We find out Saturday night. Looking back at Georgia Tech, why did Mark Rick run the clock out late in the first half even though he had decent field position, 47 seconds left, and all of his timeouts. Well, I'll answer that one right now. Miami was getting the ball first. Um, so, you know, there was no reason to push the envelope there at the end of the first half. Why has Mark Rick been holding back some of the offensive playbook? Wasn't it kind of risky to go into Georgia Tech with a vanilla game plan? I'm sure we'll talk about that more as the show goes on. I don't think they had necessarily a vanilla game plan. I just don't think they got to run a lot of plays and had relatively decent control of the game once they got up, and there was no need to show a ton on offense. And you saw as soon as Georgia Tech cut the lead to seven, Mark Rick dialed up a couple pass plays and very quickly shot it back up to 14. So – you know, I don't think it was risky or cocky. I think it was a coach that was in totally in control of that ball game and what was going on. What might be coming from the Miami offense that hasn't been shown yet? Is Manny Diaz also doing the same with the defensive playbook? How will Hurricane Matthew affect Miami's game preparations? Can the offense achieve a strong balance? Unlike the FSU game last year where Miami only had 20 rushing yards and 400 passing yards? The past few years, FSU has had a coaching advantage in this series. What about this year? Who has the edge? 
How will the freshman linebackers stack up against Dalvin Cook and covering the tight end downfield? What percent of the crowd will be Miami fans and what percent will be cheering for Florida State? Will Miami blitz more than it has the first four games? And is there enough faith in Mark Richt that if Miami is behind FSU at the half, that he'll make the proper adjustments that will lead to victory? So we'll we'll get to some of those topics as the night progresses onward. Um, But as you would expect, tons of callers on the lines already. The number is 646 Five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. So let's jump to it. Let's go out to the eight four five where our main man Greg is waiting to kick us off on Florida State Week. Greg, welcome back to Kane Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? Um, doing I great. wanted to ask you something. Uh, when is this storm supposed to hit South Florida? Is it tomorrow, uh, Friday or is it Thursday? It'll be an all-day affair on Thursday, and um, Thursday. it's not going to. It doesn't doesn't look like it's going to hit Miami area very hard at all. It'll probably be from from Fort Lauderdale north that there'll be the the, the, the strongest effects of the winds and rain. Uh, I'll be very surprised if anything happens that will impact the football game on Saturday night, but. Uh, I guess you never know with these things, so we'll just sit back and watch it. But um, right now, I'm anticipating the game will be played. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been emailing us from who are flying in from out of town, wondering if they should change their flights. Um, you know, I think it depends. If you're flying into Miami on Friday, I think you'll still be okay. Um, you know, Thursday could be a little bit problematic. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think Friday Miami International should be in pretty decent shape. Okay, let's start with the game last week. Can we please get rid of this Brad Kyer rolling out to the left and trying to throw? He, he is the least athletic quarterback I've ever seen. He's <laughs> awful. I don't know why Rick would call plays like that. Anyway, what about Njoku? Where was he this week? No, they they just didn't use him a lot. Two penalties in a row, I know that. But other than that, did they yeah, even after, he got the, I, well, after he got the two penalties in a row, I assure you, Mark Rick wasn't calling any plays for him. <laughs> All right, let me ask you something. Out of these three freshman linebackers, Pinkney was the least uh, highly recruited of the three. Would you agree with that? Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's I probably think accurate. he's the best of them. I think he's the best of the three right now. Would you agree? Right now with that? he's making the most plays. There's no question about it. Shaq is playing very well. Right, uh, I, right. I think he's making the most plays. I think Zach McLeod is going to be very, very good. I, I think that you know right now things are happening very fast for him, and 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 he's not as far along picking everything up mentally. I think as the other two, but he's going to be a very good player as well. All right, now, as far as this game, uh, we went into the Florida State game in 2013 undefeated. Don't you feel that this is a more, much more legitimate team than that one? I do. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. I, I mean, listen, there's nothing to dislike that we've seen so far this season. Absolutely nothing. I mean, you know, we can nitpick, you know, hey, why hasn't Mark Rick opened it up more so far? Um, 
you know, Mark Rick nitpicked a little bit today. He said the receivers weren't blocking as well in the Georgia Tech game as they were in some of those earlier games this season. Um, so, you know, the coaches are certainly nitpicking. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that the signs are that this is a legit team, and now we just have to see what happens on, on Saturday night. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll tell us Saturday. You know, that'll answer all the questions in terms of how legit Miami is because Miami's going to have everything going for it going into that game. Florida State's reeling a little bit. Their confidence is down. Um, there's a, 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 you know, a little bit of turmoil in their locker room. Uh, sometimes that can bring a team together, but when you put it all together with the atmosphere that's going to be in place at that stadium on Saturday night, which is, I think, going to be off the charts epic, um, I think Miami has everything going for it going into this game, and it, it, you know, they just they got to get it done. And if, they're, if they are legit, like we're talking about, then they should be able to get it done. All right, last point on recruiting. I was reading your section there about tracking the commits, and all I see under Robert Burns is kickoff returns. How has he not carried the ball? And he's invited to the Under Armour game. There's something not right there. The, um, you know, do you I'll know what's you, going I on with him? Um, I, I do not. I did not look at that this week. I'm going to take a look right now, but um, – you know, all all I know is Miami loves Robert Burns. You know, the the, the other aspects of it, uh, you know, what what's whether he's nicked up a little bit or or, or what, I'm not personally um, tuned into right now. I've been I've been too consumed with a lot of other things. But I can tell you uh-huh. that 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 they they like him a lot. I mean, he's been committed for a couple years now. I got one last point on Henderson. That kid is not, is not ready to play corner in college football. So I don't think it's that big of a loss. I think we could get somebody just as good, although he's probably a really talented kid. Do you think he was yeah, ready I to mean, play cornerback? I think that kid was a Florida fan growing up. And even though he, he committed to Miami, I, I felt all along that Florida was in really good shape with him, and, and that decommitment did not surprise me at all. As the year's gone on here has been Navon Donaldson. And even though he's flirting around a lot with, with, with several different teams, um, I'm starting to feel a little bit better that he's going to stick with Miami in the end. Um, But that's the, that's the one that's still sitting there that I would watch the most right now. All right. Listen, I hope to see you Saturday night before the game and uh, have a good week. And I'll talk to you next week. You got it, Greg. Thank you for kicking us off, as always. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 404 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, what's going on, man? This is Roland. Hey, what's up, Roland? How you doing this week? What's up, man? I'm good, man. I was at the game, man. It was a good time, man. It was a lot of Kane's fans, man. Oh, yeah. That was wild. Man, I don't think I saw you, you, did I? I saw a lot of guys no, that I don't remember gonna... seeing. I, I, let me tell you, I got there, man. First of all, Georgia Tech they did a lousy job as far as uh, getting people into the game. They had, it was terrible, man. Um, it, it took forever to get in in, in the game, and uh, I was I was chatting it up with, with Melvin, with Melvin Bratton, and uh, oh, okay. it was uh, yeah, it was uh, 
Man, it was so many fans. It was so many Canes fans, man. It was, it was, it was just a great energy. I've never seen more Canes fans in a road stadium. Really? I, it was unbelievable. Garrett. I mean, it wasn't, Garrett, wasn't just whole, the Miami sections. It, it, it was other sections, too, yeah, that were yeah, had more Miami fans everywhere. Tech fans. Everywhere. Way more. I mean, I'm talking about fans. I'm talking about Canes fans everywhere, man. It, it was and it, it was such a nice day. The only thing, like I said, the, the, the downfall was getting through the getting through the, the, the initial gates area because they only had like three people trying to get thousands and thousands of people in, and that was you know that was the only uh, down part about it. But the, the team played defense played well. Um, I hope I hope they open it up a little bit with Kaya. And old line, you know, I see what you were saying about the uh, offensive line just being um, obviously inexperienced and, and lack of depth. Um, but outside of that, the corners played well, D line played well, linebackers played well, Yerby um, uh, played well. I just think that Rick kind of, you know, the whole whole offense. He didn't let too much. He didn't show too much. It was just basically, it's kind of bland. So uh, you know, um, I think I think he's gonna open it up for this Florida State game. But those guys look they look good, man, for having three freshman linebackers and um, just a, a lot of underclass sophomores and D tackles. It was cool, man, to see that, man, to see a team, especially on the defensive side, that was getting at it. You know, just. Aggressive and, and 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 proactive and passionate. It just that game felt totally different than the, the game I went to two years ago. Because I go every year when it's in Atlanta, the team just didn't. Have, it felt different, Gary. I don't I don't know if you felt the same way, but it felt it had a it had a total different feeling. The fan base, the, the team, coaching staff. I mean, you had the coaching staff really interacting with the players. Um, yeah, I just I like the effort. Right? I was I was I I, I thought yeah. the effort was phenomenal. I mean, you could see how hard those kids were playing, and and you know yeah. Georgia Tech pl- played pretty darn hard itself. But that was a desperate team that Miami ran up yeah. against Saturday, and and they didn't back down an inch. And um, I was pretty impressed with that. And I know Georgia Tech moved the ball a little at times and stuff, and the scored a little bit. bit but yeah. but but you know I, I felt that they were getting Georgia Tech's best the other day, and. I was very impressed with how Miami held up physically and how tough that they showed up. And I think that's going to stand them in good stead as they move forward beginning this week. And uh, because let's yeah. face it, Florida State's going to come in here desperate as well. And it's a rivalry game and yeah. it's always a tough physical game. And, and I, I just thought that it was, it was a really good hardener for them and, and just a continuation of a great progression here early in the season. Yeah, and you know what? It's got to help recruiting. I thought it was kind of crazy that that kid Henderson decommitted. Wasn't it weird? I mean, that was he was I mean, he was wanting to decommit was, for two months. It has nothing to do with anything. He 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 just really likes Florida, and I think he's going to end up going to Florida. Then, yeah, but I think it's going to help help with other recruits. What about the kid Smith? You think uh, the receiver from? Uh, yeah, they're they're very much in the they're very much in it. There, we'll see what happens. They need him. He, okay. he he's he's a big yeah, he's Stacy Coley. He's a he's a big time player. That kid. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see what happens. So, All right, Roland. Yeah, okay, man. Well, keep me on hold, man. And uh, you, you know, got it, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you as always for 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 being part of the show. Uh, we appreciate nope. it. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go out now to the four zero seven. Hello. 
Hello? Yeah, that's you. All right, all right. What's going on? Doing good. Who's this? I'm just Harold. I'm just Harold from Orlando. Harold, what do you got going on in the background? Yeah. Whatever it is, try, try to turn it off. Oh, you can't really hear me? That's because I'm in a grocery store, actually. Hold on one second. I hear you. A lot of background noise. I'm going to come back to you in a minute, okay? Let's go to the 256. You're live on Game Sport Live. So what's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Oh, this is Juan from Alabama, man. What's up, Juan? How you doing this evening? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Still defending our squad, you know. Still got a lot of haters out there. But, uh... <laughs> I guess it's kind of hard being down here. In they won't. They won't have anything to say if Miami wins this week. Hey, hey, they'll still be talking, Gary. So, so that's why I hope we just flat out dominate these cats this weekend. But uh, I'm, I'm just, just got a couple of things, man. I'm glad to see us back in the top ten. It feels good, even though you know we've had a semi-soft schedule. But you know, it, it always feels good to be up there in that top ten and see ESPN say certain, well, certain people say good things about us. Um, it was also good to see Gus get in, even though it was for that one carry. I still think he's kind of running a little bit high. I think he could have got at least two or three more yards if he was ran a little bit lower. Um, I think the, the linebackers played pretty well, besides the fact that they missed quite a bit of arm tackling, man. They did a lot of arm tackling. I've seen where Mills was just you know, busting up through there. I think they should have laid him down. But hopefully we'll fix all that against Dalvin Cook. Um, as far as Kyle running out on these bootlegs, and is is he really, like, what's his 40 times? He run like a five flat or something? Because in my opinion, I <laughs> think close. he could have at least scrambled. I, I, like I, I think Coach Rick's just hard. trying to show a little – he's just trying to show some versatility. That's all. Okay, I mean, it's on on a few, well, on every one of them, it seemed like that whole side of the field was open for him to at least run and slide and get at least three. You know what I mean? I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, that's just what I saw. But um, as far as the hurricane, um, is it? Do you know who? Like right now, if it's gonna like affect the game, is it? You know, is it just gonna be like a lot of rain or? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of rain and wind. Right now, if I had to make a prediction, I would say it's not going to affect the game. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it, it'll, it, it looks right now like it's just going to be a big in, inconvenience on, on Thursday. Okay. Uh, now, as far as the stadium, is, does the, is the stadium roof, can it close or is it just, is no. just wide open? It's wide open, but I assume they can tarp the field if they want to. I mean, I get, but they have pumps under the field too, so they'll, they'll be okay. Okay, because my my first uh, thought was back when uh, that Florida State Miami game, when uh, Sean Taylor was when they was playing in the rain, and Sean Taylor just came down through there, and I forgot who that wide receiver was for uh, Florida State, but he he just crushed him when he tried to catch a a post across the middle or a seam route. I don't I don't remember the wide receiver's name. I want to say it's PK Sands, but I could be wrong. But that, that's just the first thing I thought about when when a friend of mine said that it was probably going to be raining during the game. So uh, I ain't really got that much more for real, Gary. Man, I just I just hope we come out and just just end this this uh, seven year of, of beat downs. Well, not necessarily beat downs, but 
just depression from this these Florida State fans and just shut these people up. And uh, I don't know if you saw the video of the Florida State guy when he was trying to remix Tim Tebow's, oh, you will never, ever see another player and all of that. All right, let's, I, I just hope we just beat the brakes off of these cats, honestly. I know it's a rivalry game and it could be close, but, you know, they've blown us out before, so I think it's time to return the favor. I don't have a prediction. You know, I just hope we win by more than one touchdown. That's all I'm saying. And uh, I'm going to end it with that, Gary. And, you know, uh, if there's, if there's any of these Alabama fans, once again, I tell them every week, Gary, tune in, 646-595-2048. I tell them every week, tune in and, and just check us out. You know what I mean? So if y'all listening out there, we nine spots away from you. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, we coming, baby. And I'll leave you with that, Gary. Keep me on hold. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, let's go back to Earl and see if he got rid of that background noise. Earl, Earl, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm All right, what you got, so man? Oh, you're stocking, okay. you're, 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 you're stocking up for the storm? Yeah, <laughs> yeah call, call, call me back after one more call. Would you, oh, you want me to put you back on hold? All right, I'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> Earl's listening to the show while he's doing his grocery shopping. Pretty cool. All right, let's go to the 407 again. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. That's you. How you doing this evening? Yes. Yeah. I'm good. It's Freddie. What's good, Gary? Doing good, Freddie. I'm in off uh, my earphones. Yeah, I was calling in. You know, I'm. I'm I'm impressed right now with what we got going on. I got a lot of criminal uh, haters going on with stuff on social media right now. We all going back and forth, but uh, we got to turn some of them into some believers because uh, they don't want to do no bad. But, um, you know, I, I think the difference with everything that's going on with you, what I told everybody from the beginning is Mark Rick. You know, I think getting a coach that knows football that sees it, you know, that got a desire, I mean, not to say I'll go in there and have a desire to win because he wasn't. Mark Rick knows Miami football, and I think that's going to be the difference. And sometimes I have to remind myself, you know, because like you said, we've been, we've been so trained on what's been going on the last, not just Al Golden, but, since, you know, we've been relevant. And, you know, I'm like, I think our trap games, which they are, they're going to be tough games in North Carolina and Virginia Tech, and we can get past them. But then I have to say, Hey, you got a coach. The coach ain't going to let these players get overhyped or over, you know, celebrating and all of that and not focusing on we still got a game. We ain't done nothing. Just like the freshmen that came out talking trash, Mark Rich say, hey, y'all can't talk to the media no more because y'all talking too, too, like, too aggressive. We ain't proved nothing. Yeah, yet. I mean, Mike Pinkney, well, he was a little out of control. I, I, I can't argue with Mark Rick on this Hold one. Hold on real quick. Oh no! Could you hear me? I had my phone upside down. You're okay. We can hear you. Go ahead, Freddie. Okay. Yeah. No. Go ahead. What you said. I missed what you said. No, I was just saying that Mark Rook was was right on that one. Mike Pink, Mike Pinkney yeah. was out of control. He was uh, getting a little bit uh, too uh, loose with what he was saying. Yeah. So I, I think you know with that that shows us that you know we got a coach. He's gonna let them play football. He's gonna let them be free. But at the same time, you know he's gonna have that discipline part in him to you know, show them how to have integrity and be men and so forth. And, you know, the D-line, I mean, they, they, they playing lights out. 
You know, this is the this is the Miami I remember. You know, and it, it just feels good. And when, when we hired Mark Rick, well, when Al Gong got fired, I was so excited. But when we hired Mark Rick, I told everybody we got a coach. It's not just what he's going to do on the football field. It's the thing that he's done since he's been there. You know, getting a, some uniforms that all, everybody likes. We're going to get to see him Saturday. You know, getting a practice facility in place. Um, you know, getting the ticket sales up. You know, just putting things together, just like, and it wasn't that Al Golden Mayor wouldn't have done it. I don't know because I'm not in it. But, you know, like you said, the hurricane hit. He's already contacted Miami uh, Dolphins to use their indoor practice facility. You know, like, Yeah, I don't think they're going to need to, though. I, th- I think yeah. they're going to be okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, like he, he's doing the things that I think a coach or a GM, you know, a CEO of a football team should be doing to make sure we all, you know, everything is situated and, you know, the Paradise Camp, that was a big thing. So I, I'm just I'm just excited, you know. Yeah, there's um, lots to be excited any, about. Anything going in the recruiting that uh, you're hearing on the up and up or is it still kind of no, down time in the year? Other, other than the fact there will be a couple hundred recruits at the game on Saturday, Including a few official visitors, uh, recruiting is 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 pretty quiet right now. And the McFarland kids, McFarland kids supposed to be official visiting this weekend, along with DJ Dallas, uh, Zelante Hillary, and uh, Jeremiah Holloman, the receiver from Georgia. So okay. that's that's who's supposed to be in on officials this weekend. And then there'll be a few hundred kids on unofficials. And what's the chance you think we got? I know none of them will probably commit this weekend, but uh, a good showing, uh, you think that could put us in the lead with a few of them? Or... Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, the, the, there's no doubt. This, the, this is the game of the year in the state of Florida. There's no question about it. And, and this is a, a golden opportunity for Miami to, you know, really, you know, jump into the the um, the front of the line, really. With with a lot of these recruits around the state, you know, who are looking at going elsewhere, and and I mean, you're not going to get a better atmosphere than what you're going to see there on Saturday night. I mean, you, yeah. I don't care where you if you go to Alabama, Ohio State, you're not going to mm-hmm. see anything that's going to supersede what's going to be going on at the Rock on, yeah. on Saturday night. And I've I been mean, trying to is, get tickets, man. I can't even find any. No, I mean well, this, I this, this, gonna be, this is going to be this is going to be an epic night. This is this is going to be like you know like a throwback, man. This is I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean you, you just like you can just imagine what's going to be going to be going on in that stadium. I know. Yeah. And uh, so, how, so how do you think? Uh, I know. Go ahead. What you're going to say? No, you I'm just saying it's, it's, it's fine. I just was just but, saying it's going to be very exciting. And one more, I guess, one more little question. Um, so how do you think our season is going to kind of – I mean, we're four games in. I know it's still early. Uh, you know, in the uh, playoffs, I know we got to take it one game at a time, but do you think yeah, this listen, team you has a take chance? you got to go one at a time, man. Don't get ahead of yourself. I caution everybody. Okay, the season's mm-hmm. just starting on Saturday. you got some tough games coming up here. Um, you really don't know – how good this team is yet. You're going to find out yeah. in the next four weeks. That's it's what I say. You know, and that's what I've told a lot of fans. I think this year we're pushing it to talk the playoffs. You know, I think if Kanye definitely comes back next year and, you know, we get a few other players to not go early for the draft, I definitely think 
we 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 play off ready next year mm-hmm. with experience and everything. But this year, I'm I'm satisfied with a ten win season and a eight, you know a bowl win making it to the ACC because I still don't think our team can beat Louisville or Clemson right now. And well, you don't know you what know, I mean, are going to be. What those teams are going to be like in, in a couple months, you know? Yeah, One week yeah, anything. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, both of those teams are one injury away from being very average. You take either of those quarterbacks away from those mm-hmm. teams, and they're not, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere near what yeah. they are with those two guys. Yeah. So, you know, you just go one week at a time, let it play out, enjoy it. It's a, It's been a lot of fun so far. And like I said, it's I just starting on that. Saturday night. It feels so, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, just Look continue to enjoy to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right, that's it for me, Gary. Uh, keep me on hold. You got it, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, guys, you heard Freddie talk about having a hard time finding people to make a bet on the big game Saturday night. Well, I'm going to talk to you now about a new sponsor of Kane Sport Live tonight, mybookie.ag. That's right. And um, you can make a boatload of money this week betting at mybookie.ag you know who's going to win the game right so it's time to put your money where your mouth is you get some money on the game and you score a big win at mybookie.ag it's one of the new players in online wagering uh you check it out i checked it out for the first time this week and uh was just blown away by the quality of their website um it's it's got real snazzy graphics looks real good um, it's got a sports book. Obviously, they have a casino. They have a race book for those of you that like to bet on horse racing. Um, a lot of really great things going on at mybookie.ag where you can join thousands of online players and bet each week on your favorite sporting events. They have in-game live betting, so you can even place a bet after kickoff. And unlike some other websites that you might find, mybookie offers fast, no hassle payments when you win. So join now, and MyBookie has a special offer for listeners of Kane Sport Live. When you join, they will match your deposit with a 100% bonus. You use the promo code CANES, C-A-N-E-S, and that will activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today or call 844 844- 900 bets. That's 844-900-BETS. You use the promo code CANES, and they will match your first deposit 100%. And then you play, you win, and you get paid. MyBookie AG, new sponsor of Cane Sport Live. We welcome them and encourage everybody who enjoys online sports betting to test out their website and try them out this week, beginning with the big Florida State game on Saturday night. MyBookie dot ag all right getting back to the show i guess we should uh try one more time with our buddy earl there and see if he's out of the grocery store earl have you stocked up all right, on your all water? Right. man i had to but uh had some bad news at costco they ran out oh no but it's all good it's all good it's all, all right, good let, let, let's get, let's get your call in and then you can go to Publix or something <laughs> yeah uh I, I just got a few comments man i'm I don't know. I think everybody's pretty excited. Um, I've never been this excited about 
you know, my, my Canes in, in a long time. I mean, that Georgia Tech game really, really, really showed me a lot. And, I mean, we're just attacking. I like that. I like what we're doing on defense. That defensive line, um, imagine, imagine how we really would be if we still had Akadim Muhammad, if we still had um, – um, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, Jermaine Gray. Linebacker. Jermaine Gray. Jermaine Gray. Um, if Darian Owens didn't get injured last year with his knee, because uh, to me, I think Darren Owens was a really good linebacker or, or on the verge of becoming a really good linebacker before that injury. So imagine if all that was going to how different this deep, how much better this defense would be. Um, so I just, I just, I, I'm just like, I, I just really like what I'm seeing right now. I really do. And I think on offense, we have been playing vanilla. And some people, some people are complaining about that, or not, not necessarily complaining. Maybe don't don't like that idea, but I mean, we we haven't really needed to, you know, use up our offense like we need. I mean, we we, we thrashed with um, uh, FAMU, we thrashed um, UCF. I'm sorry, not UCF, FAU. We thrashed um, Appalachian State, and we beat. Um, um, Georgia Tech um, pretty well. So I don't think we needed that the offense that we needed to um, to utilize. Now that we're playing Florida State, um, I think we're going to open it up. I think we're really going to open it up. And people are going to be in, in for a surprise as far as how we utilize our tight ends and the receivers and everything. Um, somebody asked earlier about um, asked earlier about um, Mullins. Um, it, it would be nice to see what he has. Um, but I'm I'm not too concerned. I mean, we, we, I think we got some good receivers in front of him, so I'm not too concerned whether he plays or not. But if we if he does play, that'd be great. To see what he got. Um, if not, we're gonna see what we, what he got next year. Um, I, I'm I'm just excited. I'm, I just really I'm just really excited. I've been talking trash to my Florida State friends um, all week long on Facebook over the phone, and I'm gonna continue to talk trash whether we win or we lose. Um, so, but I'm confident we're gonna win this one. I'm very confident. Um, I think we got a competent coach. Uh, we got a competent coaching staff. Um, they know what they're doing, and these boys are going to be prepared. And you know one thing? Um, I, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I, I like what um, uh, what Pinkney said at uh, at, uh, at his interview um, after the game, where he said that pretty much they're going to practice hard this week, and he's going to make sure that his um, that everybody stays pretty much like you know stays focused. Um, that's that says a lot for a freshman. Um, that's not his exact words, but that's basically what he was saying. Um, and to me, that says a lot for his freshman. Now I do I understand what everybody's saying as far as he may be a little cocky, but I like that. I, I actually like that. I like that he's cocky. I like he, he got that he got that swag in him. Really not. He's, he's not, not a cocky, cocky. kid. I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't they say were cocky. just asking him about about being great, and 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 he made some comments about you know how how great the defense was that might have been construed as as him talking about himself, and he really wasn't talking about himself. He was he was yeah. talking about the team, and but you know it, it's it was just a little bit much. You don't need a freshman running around saying stuff like that, and. And Coach Rich, Rick is just trying to teach these kids how to be professional about what they're doing, and uh, so yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just really like this team, man. And the depth, our depth is to me that's the only concern I have about this team. I think we got a competent coaching staff. We got um, I ain't gonna say good. I think we got great defensive linemen. We got freshman linebackers that are playing pretty well. 
Um, I want to see more from um, McLeod, but um, overall, I think the linebackers playing good, and um, I, I, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Um, I think depth is our only problem, um, and I think the next recruiting, a couple of recruiting cycles, we're gonna be we we're gonna be back to the Miami we need to be. Um, just keep me on hold. That's all I had. Let me go back and get some of this water. All right, Earl. Good luck with your shopping. You know, he was talking about depth, and we've known from before the start of the season that depth's an issue. I mean, and just because the team's 4-0 doesn't mean that it's not still an issue. I mean, depth is an issue. Now, they've done a great job these first four games playing a lot of guys and giving a lot of guys that that needed to develop meaningful minutes and they've built depth. I mean, you're watching Mike Smith, the guy that looked like might never play linebacker for Miami, getting quality reps out there on the field and, and playing pretty darn well. I mean, he, he's a great example. They're rolling defensive tackles in like crazy. Um, defensive ends playing a lot of different guys. So, you know, they've done a, just a fabulous job building depth where they didn't have it before. The one place where they haven't been able to do that, and that's because they're just so far behind the game at this position, is on the offensive line. And that will continue to be an issue. Um, you just got to cr- keep your fingers crossed, hope they don't get injuries there. Um, but I will say this. When Trevor Darling had to come out for a few plays the other day, I thought Tyree St. Louis went in and did a phenomenal job and that that was a good sign for him to prove that he could go into a game against a decent team and hold up and not be a liability. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number, 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's move on now to the 256. We're... Uh, no, actually, I take that back. We've already gone to that one. Let's go to the 310, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? How you doing, Gary? Doing great. Who's this? That's oh, Righteous Kane. Hey, what's up, Righteous? What you got for us? Well, first thing is first is uh, Mark Richt. If he wins Saturday, this will be his 150th career victory as a coach. So it could be a very special night for him on an individual level. And then number two, the game is almost lines up to, almost exactly to the day that we broke the other streak uh, against FSU, October 7, 2000, that special game with the Dorsey to Shockey touchdown pass. So hoping that we'll see that again on October 8th of 2016. All right, also, I was, also, I was very happy uh, the way the uh, defense played. You know, they basically got their noses bloodied you know, in their first real test. So that, that's great how they handled the adversity throughout the game when they kept going out there over and over again. So I'm very pleased with that. I'm curious if they're going to deploy a quarterback spy on DeAndre Francois in the game on Saturday for his scrambling abilities. Um, I don't know that they will. I mean, the way they're playing defense, I don't think they really need to. I, I, I think that if he becomes a problem, they may have to adjust and do something like that, and maybe they'll have it ready in the game plan, but I don't, I don't think that that'll be an absolute part of the game plan coming out of the gate. I mean, okay, he, he hasn't been that big of a deal. Okay, that's true, because I know it's a game like, you know, like UNC was kind of, you know, giving a little trouble there when you're scrambling a lot. So I figured yeah, that but let's could be, be honest. a problem. You, you, th- let's be honest. You've got to stop Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Okay, that's your. Oh yeah, that's number one. Well, that's number one. Obviously, that's number one. Obviously, but it's just you know he could be like a second, 
threat, so to speak, you know, on certain levels. Look, I right. mean, if if they're penetrating into the backfield the way the defense is designed to do, they're going to be doing that anyway. So that's true. That's a good point. And also, do you think Marquez Williams will get a little bit more um, attention in the offense since they're going to open up the playbook this week? So I think he could be a very effective weapon against uh, the FSU defense. I mean, I think there's, that he's got more to offer than what he's done so far, but I think there's a lot of guys that are gonna, whose numbers are going to be ahead of him. Uh, Nujoku, Herndon, I think, are going are to be big parts of, of the game plan, I would think. Um, you know, Braxton Berrios is a guy that you haven't seen a ton of yet who could factor in in this game. You know, in addition also to Dale Harris, also Dale Harris, I think he'd be a good Dale dude. Harris, good yeah. Dude. And then I think you're going to, you know, you're going to see Mark Rick look for Stacy Coley a lot this weekend, I think. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, if you were to put him and um, Amon Richards on the same side of the field and run a, you know, a certain special rock combination, I think that could be very effective. I'm sure they have all kinds of things they haven't shown yet. Uh, excellent. And hopefully, if necessary, they may have to uh, put maybe the Spanish Dobar next to Darling or or, uh, or Dagu on certain passing downs if, in case, you know, uh, if, if Walker is giving us too much trouble. I'm sure, like you said, they probably thought about these things already. But just hoping yeah, for the I'm best sure and, and yeah, just hoping for the best. And, uh, you know, go Canes. we got to get this one. Thank you, sir. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call afterwards, and we'll talk about it next week. Let's go out now to the 574. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? You got to listen on your phone. All right, I'll come. I'll try you one more time in a minute. Let's go to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? What do you got for us? Oh, man. This is Omar. Omar from Tallahassee. Um, All right, come on, Omar. Shoot. I had to switch my phone up. I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, I went to the game uh, uh, this past week, the Georgia Tech game, man. I was really – I was was happy with the effort, happy with the effort, but – I do see something that I um like kind of Mark Rich was talking about. Kind of freshmen they getting too you know too too happy with the you know just winning how we winning. I feel like you know they really ain't seen that real test yet. So I, I think he did the right thing by keeping them away from the media because they need to kind of get right back focused because hey, these next three and four games are gonna be really what it is. It's gonna those last four games was like preseason. This is really going to be the, the competition these next three games that we're about to play. And um, I think keys for us playing Florida State are going to be uh, really exposing their linebackers. Those linebackers are not that good, not that good in coverage and not that good in uh, – they're good in, in run, running and, uh, and run stopping, but when it comes to passing, they're not. And I've been seeing that for the longest. And I think if we try to, you know, use our slot uh, receiver, use our tight ends, and use our back, uh, running backs out of the backfield more, we'll it'll, it'll we'll blow them away. I hope Rich come in this game like he like Louisville came in that game. They came in to to score. You know, they was just. They weren't worrying about the defense. Offense just kept going. I just hope they keep that type of spirit mentality to keep going. Don't just slow up and try to run the ball and 
try to run the clock out. I know you got to manage the game, but to a certain extent, you got to just go. I hope they just, you know, let them boys loose and let them just go for one game, you know. Cause it, and we still yeah. haven't really seen that yet. We still haven't seen I don't think you got a lot of worries there. Yeah, I hope <laughs> I think the, I, I think pretty... be on full throttle on Saturday night. Yeah, I, as long as they full throttle, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with just a tough game, full throttle. Win or lose, I'm pretty sure we're gonna win this one. Cause I mean, Florida State right now, they just not they not there. They're not together, and I think this is the best time to get them. They desperate. They don't want to lose this one. That's the only thing that makes. It's going to be a dog fight for that reason because they're just desperate right now. And it's Miami anyway, so it's like you got to win this. This for recruiting, this for the season, this for everything, basically. But um, I ain't got too much to say. That's about all. You can just keep on hold. Oh, yeah, Um, I hope, Um, oh, boy, I think Amar Richards is going to have a, a, a blowout game, man. I think he's going to really turn up on this game because they cornerbacks are not, I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that up on them. They safety, they don't have James back there, so they secondary is kind of filling that that void. Even the the whole defense, really, because they don't have a real leader on some of those defense squad. It's like a whole lot of good players, but the good players ain't really those big leaders right now. So it's kind of like they trying to find out who they are, basically. So this is the best time to find that win. But that's about, about it, man. I keep on listening on. All right, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, let's give five seven four one more shot. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. What's going on? Who's this? This is uh, Jr. Hey, what's uh, up, Jr. Twenty seven. I am. Hey, yeah. Just one hey, quick question. Because um, this yep. will be the first time I've um, gone to a Miami home game. And uh, really? Just cur- Yeah, I'm just curious when the the Kane walk is. It, it's uh, two hours before kickoff, so it'll be six p.m. All right, I appreciate it, and I uh, look forward to seeing all you guys when you guys come up here to South Bend to watch us kick some Notre Dame ass. Yeah, that cane walk should be pretty epic also this week. I mean, you know, considering everyone's going to have been tailgating already for three, four hours before cane walk begins, I think uh, – man, I'll tell you, I am so looking forward. I, I hope this storm gets its butt out of here and, and everything's cool and everyone's safe and we can just all go have a good time Saturday because yeah. let me tell you something. It is going to be something else. <laughs> yeah, right now we're probably looking at having to probably change our flights because I think we're supposed to fly into um, Fort Lauderdale on Friday at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. in the evening. But I'm sure we'll probably have to redirect. Well, I mean, you might be okay. You you could be okay yeah. by, you know, I mean, the storm's going to be gone by Thursday late night, you know, late Thursday night. So as long as it doesn't create a lot of damage at the airport by by Friday night, the the, um, the airport will be open. All right, well, so, uh, I'll let you get back to another listener, and uh, I'll just uh, have a good evening. Thank, yeah, All right, thank you for being part of the part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let's see. Let's go now to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, how's it going? Going great. Who's this? Everything 305. Checking in once again, Gary. Hey, what's up, man? How you been? Missed you out there, Georgia Tech. A uh, buddy of mine had just seen you earlier, I guess, but I just missed you. But what a great venue. Uh, it was like a home game away from home, but uh, great game, great crowd, and great support. 
Yeah, I really I love that venue. That's one of my favorite road venues. Uh, aside from the fact that Miami uh, draws so well there, uh, I just think it, that that setting with in downtown Atlanta with the big office buildings to, o- overlooking the stadium, and you know they they do a decent job. So you, you know, combine with, with, that with an absolutely perfect fall day uh, for the yeah. South. It was a beautiful day all, all together. Um, I want to touch upon a couple of things uh, with regards to Saturday. Um, you mentioned earlier the key is to stop Dalvin Cook. And, and, Gary, I couldn't disagree with you more. You can't stop that guy. You're not going to stop that guy. That guy's coming home. He's going to be He's going to be an animal. Uh, we have to be able to match his intensity, I think. And the way we do that, Gary, we have to dominate the offensive line. We have to go ahead and dominate the, the trenches. We have to be able to – to take the air out of the ball a little bit, maximize those possessions, nice long drives, and then be able to execute in the red zone. I think that's that's going to be the difference in this in this game. He's going to get his, but we have to make sure that we the time of possession uh, that we flipped that around from last week. I think, and uh, given the amount of uh, limited possessions we did have in Georgia Tech, I was I was a little disappointed, and I think Coach Rick talked about the receivers, but overall blocking in general. I was disappointed Brad got hit a lot. Uh, he got hit about six, seven times really well, and just on basic twists, basic games, nothing nothing too big. And then and on the left, the right side of the line didn't do too well with uh, Danny. And and I think when St. Louis came in there for a little bit at right tackle for a dog, we saw a couple of games where they really didn't match up too well and got beat a couple of times. But uh, I'm concerned about the offensive line, Gary. Yeah, well, you know it's a weakness. Yeah, I mean, we knew going into the season it's a weakness. It's not any different. I mean, if anything, they've played a little bit better than maybe everybody thought the first four weeks, but uh, that's the weak spot of the team. That's the weakest point. If and, you're Florida State, that, you're, you're going to attack it like crazy. In addition to that being a weak point that we have, I honestly think the level of competition, that's one thing that you don't you don't see on your board too much. You don't hear too much on the radio. You don't hear too much even on – um, this great show you have every week, the level of competition was had drastically improved from the last three games to the last game. And it's just going to get better. We're going to see a bigger, faster, quicker team than we've seen before. And with that, I'm concerned also with the, the next biggest weakness on our team, which is our secondary. Um, they're going to be spreading us out, and I don't know if we have the depth back there to be able to go ahead and, and contain them, number one. Number two, I'm wondering if we have – the ability to put a pass rush, a pass rush, a consistent pass rush against that offensive line, which is young, but it has struggled at times. But for the most I don't part, think their offensive line's very good, personally, based on what I saw. I, I'm, I haven't been very impressed with their offensive line. I know Dalvin Cook pretty much been running around at will and all that, but um, I think their offensive line is 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 suspect, kind of like about at the same level as Miami's offensive line. So we'll see. Well, well, that's a great, that's an interesting comparison. That's a very interesting comparison, and hopefully, we, we do own the trenches and we do own own that line of scrimmage. But uh, one more thing I want to touch upon before I let you go, Gary. Talk, t- talking about recruiting, and this past week, uh, uh, actually yesterday, rather, uh, Mr. Henderson decided to decommit and open things up, and I saw that you went ahead and spoke to him and things of that nature. And so, it has some other people. Uh, out and about in the South Florida area. But one thing that's concerning to me was I, I never really thought he had the frame. If you've ever had a chance to, to be up close with the kid, he's got narrow shoulders. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I more so see that with kids that are on the offensive side. 
Uh, I learned that a long time ago from Donnie Salinger. You look for that, and that's, he looks to me more like an offensive kid or a return kid. Um, so I never really considered him as a lockdown athlete. Some people compared him to Artie Burns, which I never really did. Uh, Artie was much more explosive uh, and faster than this kid. But uh, I don't see it as a major loss. I do see it as a disappointing loss because uh, a lot of that recruiting process, from what I've been told, uh, uh, Banda was heavily involved with, with Coach Rump. And I, I think they've had to, to kind of teach Mike how to recruit uh, and how to work things, how to close the deal, how to maintain uh, those lines of communication open. And I, I've just been disappointed. i got to be very honest. I've just been disappointed that we lost a kid because he is a local kid that was with us. He's uh, He's I been a Florida we, fan his whole life. This is what a lot of people don't know this. I, I'm, but he's been a Florida fan his whole life, and that's number one. And, and number two, Randy Shannon has done a really good job recruiting him. And, you know – Hey, give him credit, you know. But but well, I think got, the fact that he's he's been a Florida fan his whole life helped has helped the Gators a lot. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I understand that. But at the end of the day, you know, we were able to get I think the better uh, the better seventeen uh, his classmate I think is a much better player than he is, and definitely no, he's smaller. I understand that, but I think he's a much better corner. And I think he gets more upset. My, my concern is really, and that's a kid in Bandy who always wanted to be a Hurricane. He's idol Sean Taylor, uh, you know, mm-hmm. not the vice from the family and everything. So when we look at recruiting, when you look at what this guy has done since he came on board, since he joined our staff, he hasn't gotten one kid from American Heritage High School, school he was at for five years. Yeah, you but know, they're doing better with those kids. They're doing better with those kids up there. They're doing better with those well, kids right now. I heard that. They're, they're, yep, they're, they're making a little bit of a comeback there. That one's not over yet. So I heard that. I heard that know, last just, week at homecoming. I heard that. I heard that from one of my friends at one of our kids from homecoming. But I, I just, I'm telling you, I, I haven't seen him evolve the way that I would like at this stage. You would want more out of a guy, a bigger impact. I mean, you look at the impact Baez made since he first got here. You look at the impact when I give it give it time. You know, let's not be too judgmental. I mean, this is the first cycle that he's going through, and and I got I got to say, you know, it's not like it's, it, it's not like they're doing terrible in recruiting a defensive back now. I mean, you got Vandy committed. Um, DJ Dallas will probably end up playing defensive back. You got Brian Edwards from Miramar committed. You got Billy Gibson from Southridge committed. Um, they could probably get Kahim Roach from Miramar if they if they want him. Uh, they're probably going to get Amari Carter from Palm Beach Gardens. So it's not like they're hurting at defensive well, but, back. You know, half of those guys you just talked about are, are more like free safety type kids. They're not corners. You know, Brian. No, no, Brian but, is an but but but, you know, he, but what you know, I'm his, saying his is are... at at defensive back in general, they're they're not. It's not like their recruiting is bad. I mean, it's not. But you'll agree it could definitely be much better. We've had too many kids I mean, in this area. How could it be? That, I mean, that, that, that. how could it be better? Like, who who are you not oh. getting that you, that I, you I think, think that they should Brini, be getting? I think we should have had Brini a long time ago, Gary. Brini should have been a kid who is interested. Brini, there's a whole – first of all, Brini's probably not as good as some of these other kids, number one. And and number two, there's a you know, you don't always know all the extracurricular things that could be going on in some of these situations. Oh, we don't, and we don't, we don't know. And based, we based don't on know. what I've heard, there's ex, there's extracurricular activity around Brini's com- recruiting. So, you know, 
you, you just got to be careful. I, I don't think it's that you could say that it's 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 an issue right now. Just my opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, I, I'm just saying totally I don't. I'm just saying I don't. I don't really agree with you. To, totally understand, and uh, I just I just think we don't have we don't have enough corners in this year's class, and I can't stand the excuse. Well, we got these 18 commits and these 19. Guess what? You live in the moment. You can't live two years from now. Because if you if you use that train of thought, then Al Golden was the best one of the best recruiters you ever had, right? I mean, you you can't go ahead and, and, and hitch your wagon to that concept anymore. And, and at this stage, we have to be able to lock in the best kids right now. You're not going to get a Stanford Samuels, I understand that, but you got to be able to get the rest. I mean, you know, unless it's a legacy kid, you've got to be able to get the rest. And if you don't, it's going to be hard. It's still going to be very hard to compete year in and year out with the beast up in Tallahassee. And I, we can't stand those guys, and hopefully it won't be win number seven for them. But, damn it, they're coming down here, and they're using us as their backyard. It's, it's got to stop, Gary. It's well, you can't. I, 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 don't, I don't see that being the case right now. Uh, you know, I, I can't. I don't think you can use Stanford Samuel's likely going to Florida State as an example. I mean, you know, that, that's a legacy situation. So, yeah. you know, I mean, well, you know, you got to be fair. All right, anything else well, for us tonight? Yeah, yeah. No, basically that's about it. And the, the update you gave on Navon Donaldson was promising. Every day we hear something different, but at the end, I kind of think you still you're still favoring him to end up being a king, correct? Yeah, I am. I although I do think you know he's he's. Looking at so many different schools, you got to keep watching it. Well, so he, hold, he hold, hold your breath all the way. To sign, hold your breath all the he way to signing the day on that one. But right now, I, I, if I had to make a bet, I'd say Miami. Well, I hope you're right. All right, I think he's still right. the number one local recruit. Has to, he has to? He's a must get. He will start Absolutely. next year. He'll start uh, wherever next year. he wants. And he'll he he'll replace Isadora without question. <laughs> he 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 would start next year. All right, hey, thank oh, you for being part of the show. Take care. Yep, give us a call next week. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. The number you hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the nine four one. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, what's up, bud? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, it's Meister Kane from Port Charlotte. How are you? Hey, what's up, Meister? What you got for us? Well, uh, I'm excited about the uh, FSU game, and uh, Georgia Tech was, uh, was a great win for us. Uh, just got a question for you. Do you think they're going to put uh, Gus Edwards in the uh, rotation against this team uh, this Saturday, or do you think they're going to keep him out? I don't know. They, they, they threw him out there the other day. Yeah, so for, for they one. used they they used them at Georgia Tech, so you don't ever know. I mean, I I think they're very comfortable with any of those three guys. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, 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 because you know Gus Edwards, he's just like a bulldozer. You know, he can just run over everybody, with 235 pounds there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Gus Edwards fan. Well, and that, and, what and else you got? Cool. Well, uh, the offensive line, uh, you think it's going to hold up against uh, that kid Walker? He'll be the best they've seen so far this year, I think. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I think that there's a chance they're going to need some help over there with between backs and maybe a tight end sometimes. And, 
you know, I, I think they're going to have to be very aware of him. Right, maybe like double team him, because uh, that that kid's a menace. I mean, he'll disrupt the backfield pretty quick if you if you don't get him blocked. That's for sure. So, and uh, what about uh, are they going to Dante Mullins? Are they going to put him in there? Is is there any chance I, that I uh, he's surprised? Get... I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. Why would you put him into the Florida State game? I, I I'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think somebody was asking me about that, and I said, "I mean, you've I got all these know. other guys who who went through spring trip practice, summer workouts, fall camp. You know, he came in late. I mean, why would you put him on the field over those other guys? He yeah. doesn't, you know, he, 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 you know, he's not ready yet. Oh, of course not. Somebody was asking me, but uh, my cousin was asking. I mean, me I'm about not saying that. that that they may not feel they could put him out there for a few plays. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm I'm just saying that I'd be very surprised. That, I mean, you're going to put him out there over Braxton Berrios? Or, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, Dale Harris or Malcolm Lewis? No. You're certainly not going to put him out there over Stacey Coley, and you're not going to put him oh. out there over Amon Richards. So how many receivers are you going to have on the field at one time? You know, I don't know. Right. I'd be surprised. Right, yeah, my cousin was asking me that question. I said, I'll ask Gary, but you know, there's the yeah, answer. I mean, <laughs> listen, Deontay Mullins is going to be a very good football player. I'm not, you know, oh, but no, I'm just no. not sure that that, that, that time is going to be during the Florida State game Saturday night. No. Oh, no, no. No, I mean, I know that. It's not coming from me. It's coming from my cousin. He wanted to know. Yeah. So I said, I'll ask Gary. No problem. Yeah. No yeah sweat. So. What, what else? You got, you got anything else tonight? Well, I'm very excited about this FSU game. I think it's about time we got down down to business and uh, beat these Knolls because even though I own a business part-time, I still work up in Venice here. We got a lot of Knoll fans, and there's a lot of trash talking, and uh, I think it's time that we shut those guys up and just, you know, crack that, uh, what do you call it, stick over the knee there and throw it into the stands. <laughs> You know, I'm hoping that they beat them like 56 to 21. That would be nice, you know, but a win is a win. So so let's go out there and get the win, right, Gary? You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right. All right, let's go out to the 240. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on, champ? Hey, who's this? Be Black. How you doing this evening? Not much. Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing good, man. Just uh, you know, just like everybody else, just 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 getting amped. I'm getting ready for this weekend. You know, you know, I expect a good showing. I expect the, I expect those boys to come out and play physical, tough football. And you know, I expect Coach Rick and the rest of the coaching staff to put together an awesome game plan for you know for us to come out victorious. You know, and um. Everybody's talking about Mike Rump and what he's not getting as far as recruits. Instead of talking about who who we do have committed, but most importantly, talk about the development of the corners that's on the team right now and how well they're playing, how well they look. That's that that's partially due to him as well. You know, we don't have depth, but the corners that we have, he's coaching them up. He's coaching them up. You know, and everybody's like, 
they're complaining or they're saying they're worried about the offensive line or they're worried about this. Well, no, no they were knocking him for recruiting because because they felt like he wasn't getting the kids at American Heritage. But I'm telling you that those two linemen are now very seriously looking at Miami. So, you know, this is a marathon. Right. And I and I believe right, they're exactly. both going to be at the game on Saturday night, and uh, we'll see where it goes. You know, I think they got a good shot right. to get at least one of them, if not both. Right, exactly. And I'm like, yo, if if if, if a kid – if if a player doesn't want to come to Miami, if his heart is set on Florida and his heart is set on Florida, no matter what the coach says to him, if that's where he wants to go, that's where he's gonna go. Like, cool. That's why you don't want to be here. You don't, you don't want to be a part of this program that's about to get back to to to, to prominence. No problem. But when you go to Florida and you're not getting the burn or you're not being developed and the seasons aren't great and you want to transfer. Just think about that. But moving forward, a couple, you know, a couple callers was worried about the old line and some other things. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, this is the same exact team from last year. Just a couple of new people. We got freshman linebackers. But it's pretty much the same team. Pretty much the same team that's playing a whole lot different. So I'm not really worried. I mean, Florida State defense to me is not no world beater. They give up 33 points to freaking South Florida. So the defense is not a world beater to me. Oh, it, you think about when they won the national title well, with Jameis Winston. Now, that defense was, was, had nothing but straight boom. Cash that can just straight do it. This defense doesn't have that. Their linebackers, their linebackers uh, play is suspect. So is, it, so is their secondary. The secondary hasn't been the same since the, uh, uh, James got hurt. Now, you mix him with, with our coach, Mark Rip, and the weapons that we have, that bodes well for us, very well. And like you if said, everybody I'm, I'm, I'm if everybody performs off. and delivers, it does, D-Black. No question about it. Yeah, you got, you got to deliver. That's why you play the game. That, that, that's, why, that's why you play the game. And the one, one caller said he doesn't think we could beat Clemson, Clemson or, or Louisville. I'm not going to say that. I'm never going to say we, who we can't beat. That's why you play the game. That's why you play the game. Didn't nobody think Duke was going to beat UNLV that year, even though I think that was rigged, but they beat them. That's why you play the game. Like Herman was saying, that's why you play the game. So I'm not going to say, oh, my Miami team can't beat Clemson or Louisville. No, hell no. With this coaching staff that we got right here, yo, hey, we got a shot against anybody. We got a shot against anybody with this staff. It's proven. Everybody, oh, well, you know, what they going to do against App State? App State almost beat Tennessee. What we do? We went and put foot to their tail, shut them up, beat, and, and went home. Well, that's what we can do against Georgia Tech. That's the real test. Okay, what we do? Came out there with a victory, and they played fairly well. Of course, this game's a different beast because it's a rivalry game. Everybody knows that. But why can't we be victorious and win by two touchdowns like Florida State has beaten us in the past? Oh, and one more thing before I go, Gary, because, you know, I know you've got 100 callers and the rest of my Kane fans want to get on. But the past two years, Florida State hasn't dominated. We could have very well won those games. Last year and Kaya's freshman year, we could have won those games. This year, I mean, it's all about coaching. My, my, faith, my, my faith is in the coaching staff. Because the coaching staff got them players thinking that they straight dogs and they can do it. 
And for the most part so far, they've done it. But now it's a different element. Now you're going to play a team that got the same type of athleticism and speed as you do. Now it's going to be about heart and whose will is greater. And I believe that this particular time, our will is greater than their will. So the adversity that they've been through in the past few years, players this team have been through for three, four years, minus the, minus the freshmen. We're battle-tested. Uh, all right, Deep Black. Well, we're going to find out Saturday night, no doubt about it. You know, and 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 I hope that the belief that you have in your team is uh, is warranted, and they can step up and put a really good outing out there, and and that Saturday night can be the turning point when Miami surges back into relevance in college football. No doubt. Because right now nobody so believes they're a top ten team. They might be ranked tenth. But nobody really believes they're a top 10 team. In fact, even Jimbo Fisher in his press conference today even made the comment himself that he's not sure that they're top 10. Well, so guess what? If they, if they are top 10, they need to show Jimbo and everybody else on Saturday night and let their play in that game on national TV in the ABC slot speak for itself. And that's their opportunity to be back on the map in college football and be relevant again. You're absolutely after right. A lot, after a lot of years of irrelevance. You're absolutely it's, right, it's, Gary. I it's, can't. It's, it's, their, it's their moment, D-Black. This is Brad Kaya's moment. This is his time to show everybody what he's You're got. Right. It's, it's, is he, it's, it's, is it's he really the guy, really guy D-Black, that they think is going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft next April? He needs to prove it Saturday night. Well, look, I hope he's the guy, but I definitely hope – I definitely hope he doesn't enter the draft. <laughs> well, I well, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I understand, but but my point is, like, listen, they they've all had their moment. You know what was Ken oh, yeah, Dorsey's no. moment? Ken Dorsey's moment was when he hit hit that pass to Shockey to beat Florida. Yes, State. sir. Yes, sir. You know, you you'll remember that for the rest of your life. That drive that that yes, Dorsey yes, put together to win that game. I was watching. That, course, I was watching that whole game today. Yeah, I mean, so th- this is their this is their time. This is their opportunity, and it's coming earlier in the Mark Richt era than anybody could have imagined. But it's yeah. their time. This 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 is their moment. You're right. I agree. And the defense, you're, you're, right. you're, you're, the defense, you're either good enough or you're not good enough. Put up a shut up, and the defense got to go out there. They got to go out and eat face all Saturday night. They got to eat. Yep. They got to eat. They got to eat. They got to eat. But I'm going to let you go on that, Gary. Say what's up to Kane Kane and all the other Kane uh, brethren out there. Get ready for, like you said, an epic, epic game come Saturday night. Keep me on hold, Gary. Keep doing what you do, brother. All right, D-Black, thank you, as always, for being part of the show. All right, guys, big game Saturday night. You got tailgates going to be going on. You're going to have celebrities coming to the stadium. It's going to be under the lights. National television, ABC, going to be lots of fan shots during the course of that three, four-hour broadcast. Let's be honest. you got to look good, right? And it starts when you wake up on Saturday morning and you go into your bathroom and you go to shave. And I've been telling you all football season about Harry's and, and the great German engineered blades that they bring to the table, that they've been offering great deals to you guys who listen to Kane Sport Live each week. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Harry's again tonight because there's no 
more perfect time than right now to test out these Harry's Blades and get yourself ready for the big game on Saturday. So these big razor companies, they have an annoying habit of putting out new models and raising their already high prices. Unlike those guys, Harry's doesn't believe in upcharging, which is why they made their razors even better, and they're keeping prices exactly the same. Harry's five-blade razors now include softer flex hinges for a more comfortable glide, trimmer blades for hard-to-reach places, lubricating strips, and a textured handle for more control when it's wet. The blades are still just $2 per blade compared to $4 or more that you pay when you go to the drugstore and you have to bug the lady to get her key and open up the plastic cabinet because she thinks that you're going to steal her overpriced razor blades because they're so darn expensive that nobody really wants to pay for them. And that's why they have them locked up in those cases because people want to steal them. They don't want to pay for them. Well, you don't have to do any of that with Harry's um, because they'll send them right to your house and, um, by owning their factory in Germany where they make the blades, Harry's can produce high-quality razors themselves, and they can sell them online to you for half the price. And, uh, you know, they're, they're so confident in the quality of their blades that they will send you their popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, a five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel for free when you sign up for a shave plan. You'll just pay for shipping. Plus... There's a special offer for listeners of Cane Sport Live who enter the code CANES at checkout. You will get post-shave bomb added to your order for free. So I can't recommend Harry's enough. It has totally revolutionized the shaving experience for me. Their products smell great. I told you that. Mrs. Furman loves that when I'm done shaving in the morning. Um, it, it's almost like you put on cologne. That's how good their products smell. So go to harrys.com right now. Enter that code CANE to check out to claim your free trial set and post-shave bomb. That's harrys.com. Thank you so much for being a sponsor of Cane Sport Live throughout this entire season. All right, let's get back to the show, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048 is the number. And let's go out now to the 561, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? It's Kane's 1212. 1212, huh? Yeah. Um, All right, man, what you got? Uh Okay, I know everybody likes Mark Rick and, you know, the new staff and everything, but a couple points. Uh, the old staff started off with seasons like this, even better. You know, they would start off like 4-0, and 5-0, and and then yep. the season would, would, like, fall apart. One of the things I don't like about Mark Rick and, and his staff is the religious thing. You know, I know it's been on the board before, but he's handing out Bibles. He He's just too much with uh, with with Jesus and religion and things like that. It shouldn't be what – that's not his role. Right, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. It's, it, you know, everybody has their own level of religion. Everybody has their beliefs. Yeah. Some people don't, don't believe in God. Some people right. you know, kind, of, kind of believe but don't go to, to, go, don't go to church, don't, don't go to temple. Um, you know, everyone has the right 
to have their level of religion and be as serious as they, as yeah. they want. And I, uh, and I understand what you're saying. The you guy know, needs to stay in his lane, man. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he's pushing but, his but, he, but he should even, he shouldn't even mention religion in, in this experience for these kids. Okay, I don't, you know, it's not right. If, if the kids, if the kids that are playing for him don't have a problem yeah. with it, then nobody Who's else should have something? a problem. What do you well, think kids you know, don't have a problem with it? You it, know the like kids don't have a problem with it? It's, if if, if well, somebody no, has a problem with it, they would just sit and silently suffer, right? They wouldn't say anything. He shouldn't even have to put him in that position. He shouldn't be doing yeah, I mean, anything religious with this school. The school is I mean, a non-partisan thing. I get, I get if, what you're if saying. If you go to school at University of Miami, you shouldn't be having to be subjected to religion. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying your point's illegitimate at all. I'm just saying that I don't think it's your battle to fight. I don't think it's 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 anyone out here. What do you mean? You know, this, he shouldn't this. be doing this. He shouldn't be going. If, he shouldn't be talking about Jesus all the time. He shouldn't be handing out Bibles. You you've even wrote articles where he's talking to recruits about he's talking to recruits about God. He oh, I've watched, pray, I've watched him pray with little kids in the parks. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, Man, I, I this understand. guy's got to stop what he's doing, and and he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. And someone needs to talk to him. And you know what? It's like it's complacency. Like the way you're just dismissing it right now is what's keeping this going. No one's sitting him down, telling him to stop. No, no, no listen. I'm not dismissing it. I'm saying it's not. It, it's not your business. You said or it's anybody not an issue, here. and you said you said nobody on the team not. has a problem with it. Well, How if do they know do, then, then it's up to them uh, if, to if go. If they talk do what, they're going to come out and say something. No, but they can go talk to him privately about it. Oh, sure. Listen, man, he shouldn't be putting them in that position. Okay, not he honestly shouldn't even be, ar- he shouldn't even be defending him. He he feels it's part of him being a mentor to those kids. And and I don't know if you've yeah. noticed, but pretty much every single guy on the team goes and prays before every game. They go when they come out on the field. Watch on Saturday night when they come on the field. Every single kid on that team uh-huh. is going to go to the end zone on the far end from where they come out, and they're all going to kneel down and pray. Yeah, every one of them, uh-huh. every one, certainly, I, with no exceptions. So, so I'm just so saying, every, every one of those kids, how many kids are on the team? Eighty. Well, you got eighty-five on scholarship, and then walk and stuff. But here's, here's what I'm there's, saying. To there's you. no. There's I'm, wait, wait. There's no Muslims. There's no Jews. There's no atheists. There's there a Jew. When you're, in a, when you're in a team environment like that, there's a lot of pressure to conform. Yeah, now how Bar Milo feels about it, I don't know. We haven't asked him, but, but here's my point. Come on, man. I, even even you trying to defend this, it wait, sounds wait, ridiculous. Wait, I don't think we need to talk about this for 20 minutes on the week of the Florida State game. But here's, here's what I'm going to tell right. you. I understand the issue that you're bringing up. I've heard it from many people besides yourself. I, I, just, I don't think it's the fan base's issue. I, you know, I, I agree. It's un, it's, it's unconventional. You it's don't not see the fan base's issue. Who, who's um, issue? This is our. This is the this, team that we. I don't think you make much sense here. Who, who's, uh, whose issue is it going to be? This is our team. This team it, we root it, for. It, it, if it, something it, goes people, wrong with the coaching staff like this, we got to stand up for it. If we're silent, nothing's going to ha- nothing's going to happen. No, but it's right, not. Let, let's it's move not on issue. to Florida State. I just have I have two other I have two other points. Uh, what do you think of their meaning by? Um, uh, like he's withholding the playbook. I, I think that there's a lot of wrinkles that he has available to him on his play sheet that um, he's I think, kind of been nursing. I think during the Florida State game. Whoa, let's answer your question, bro. Come on, man. Okay. All I'm right. explaining to you what I mean. If you just give me give me another ten seconds. Um, okay. What I what I mean by that is I think he's he's 
sort of progressing his way through the season. He knows the difficulty of these games coming up. And I think he, he's been trying to build a tough football team. So he, he's been running a lot of power running plays, uh, you know, focusing on developing his offensive line, um, using his running backs, and keeping Brad Kaya healthy and not subjecting Brad Kaya to a lot of blitzes and hits. He's been, he's been very unpredictable in his play calling. They don't know whether he's running or passing. Uh, he's, he's run the ball many times on third downs. Um, you know, I think, he, I think he knows the offensive line is probably the weak point of the team, and he's just been keeping it simple and winning the games in, in solid fashion and not trying to – mount a Brad Kaya for Heisman campaign and not trying to put 70 points on the board every week. Now, you know, you start getting into He's not trying to put games, 70 people. points on the board? No, I don't think he's been trying to do that. I, I, he's you not know, trying I, to do I, that? I think, well, he wasn't going to do it last week. They only had 40 plays. So, you know, it, you know, that wasn't reality. I mean, obviously against FAMU, they could have done whatever they wanted to, and to a large degree, FAU as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's his agenda right now. I think his agenda right now is to develop this football team, uh, keep his quarterback healthy, and win as many games as he could possibly win this year. Now, obviously, in these games coming up, he's going he's gonna to probably need a little bit more passing game. No question, no doubt about it. And I'm sure he's got some running plays that he hasn't shown yet as well. All right, so, okay, last thing. Um, like, whatever happened to all these guys before State got, like, the – I know they're bad now, or they're not that great. Like, Matthew Thomas and Travis Rudolph and who was that other wide receiver they got from down here that was, like, amazing? That, like, but, did these guys ever pan? Well, I mean, I'm not following their team much. Yeah, they're all like, playing. They had, like, they're all playing. They're all the better players on their team, to be honest with you. You know, Dalvin Cook, Matthew I, Thomas. I heard, like, Bobo. their linebackers are terrible. They're they're not great, but you know Matthew Thomas is probably the best one. Yeah. All right, man. I don't so know. I just feel like people are just blowing. I feel like people are blowing this out of proportion with this Mark Rick guy. I I think he's slow. Like if you listen to him on interviews, I think he's like an older guy. His time has passed. Like things have passed him by. And I don't know. I I honestly I don't know what's going on with him. I, I think know, maybe I, I don't know. I, but, I can't find anything to criticize. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think I'm closer to the program than you are, and, and, and right now I can't find anything to criticize. And I'm not going to go start criticizing him given the kids' Bibles. You know, that's his choice. Yeah. You know, and he didn't – it's one. not like he's telling them you have to read it. I'm going to test you on Friday night. You know, I mean, you know. What he if gave he was it handing out grants? I mean, it's, what do you mean it's his choice? It's not no. his place to do it. I, I still don't – I mean, I don't want to go back to it, but – I mean, you yeah. just said no, something I, that's I, kind of crazy. I, I get what you're saying. You're not the only one that has that opinion, but I don't think it's an issue for the fan base. It doesn't have a place in the school. It just doesn't have a place in the school. He needs to be told that. And you know, it's, it, it, I think honestly, the biggest problem is people that are making excuses for it. That kind of behavior, it shouldn't. No, be, I don't think people shouldn't are making be excuses for it. I think people are just observing. You just said it. You know, he, I mean, he, he has every right. If he's handing out Bibles, he has every right to do so. No, he doesn't, man. No, he doesn't. No, I don't. That, that's it's the same thing if he was handing out the Torah or if something like that. You if can't do that. Right to have, if somebody's right to have a problem with it, it would be somebody who's in the program, or it would be his boss, Blake James, or President Frank. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, it's not an issue for the fans. All right, anyway, hey, thank you so much for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. All right, man. All right. <laughs> 646-595-2048 is the number. 646-595-2048. Four eights the number. Let's go now to the seven seven zero. Seven seven zero. Hello, what, you are live you on God live. Would say about what he's doing, April. That's not the point. I know it's not the point, but I'm just, 
All right. Well, <laughs> wait, let's listen back in on that for a minute. That's and every freaking time I turn around, my boss is passing out Bibles. I'll be like, what the hell? Hello? That's you, man. You're on. We're, we're just we're just eavesdropping. This sounded like a good debate you got going on in your house there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, Gary. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Who's this? This is uh, TC from the ATL from uh, Georgia. Yeah, I'll just hey, have a slight little debate with my uh, yeah, wife. Who, How you doing? Who, who's that you're debating with? Who was who was that? Your wife? My, my wife. We're, we're actually wife? sitting here watching the uh, the game, the 1991 uh, Miami uh-huh. Hurricanes versus Florida State game, and they have this on uh, Classic. Uh, this is it's on one of the Classic networks, and she and I was having a a debate. She's a an attorney, so she's always trying to keep me in line and everything, and. You know, we were just discussing about, you know, Mark Rick passing out the Bibles and the previous caller and so forth. And she was yeah. telling me that what if some of the players are Muslim or of a different religion? How would they feel if Mark Rick is passing out Bibles and so forth? And she had a point, which she always does. But I was saying to her, like, with the world that we live in and so many, you know, young men, you know, the, the lifestyles that they're living I don't see it being a problem with what Mark Rick is doing, but she was just trying to make me see her side of it, which I understand. He's trying to be a mentor to those kids. He, he, he's not meaning any harm now. He, he does have it. I know that there is one Jewish kid on the team. I'm not sure how he feels about it, you know. And again, I don't want to make this a huge issue here the week before the Florida State game, but but uh, you know, I understand where some people might have different opinions about it. It's definitely something that could be debated extensively in all directions. Um, I get what Mark Rick's trying to do. You know, he feels part of his plate, his place at Miami is to be a mentor to these kids. And, and, you know, faith is a big part of his life. And, um, you know, I, my guess is he doesn't feel like he's overimposing it on these kids. I mean, he took them to church once and he gave them Bibles and, um, you know, yeah. And he does pray with them, you know, from time to time and things like that. But, um, I think he's just he he does it a lot more than other coaches, and that's why it's standing out a little bit. And uh, you know, I, I get where it it could be a very debated topic. I mean, it, it, there's no question about it. I just don't think you know to, to, if somebody's if somebody's going to have a problem with it, I think it should be somebody that he works with or works you know works for. Or if somebody on the team had a problem with it, I think that they should have an open door to go talk to him about it. You know, say hey, coach, you know, whatever. But you know, I'm not sure it's an issue for the fan base. Well, can I say something? This is TC's wife. How are you? Hey. Hey, how are you? Um, Welcome to the show. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I disagree with you. I think that the fans do have a vested interest in it, especially if they're paying their money. I think that if you look at what the real role of a coach is, you can be a mentor without passing out Bibles. I am a Christian, but if I – went to work every day and my boss was passing out Bibles to me, I think that would be a little bit weird. Um, And I wonder what the motivation or the agenda is behind it. I don't think it's wrong to, you know, be a mentor and try to help people, but what's the role of a coach? What is the objective for the school and what is the outcome? Get it to win the game, to bring, build up your fan base, you get your alumni to put more money into the game. You know, they're paying millions of dollars and these people are on TV do you really want to see your coach, you know, also an evangelist as well? I mean, it's just a point uh, I, I'm just making, plus the fact that some people might be offended. And I, although I personally don't 
think anything's wrong with it. It's just the fact that I think you got to look at all sides. And my point is, I don't know if I want, you know, someone handing out Bibles to me every week. Yeah, I mean, I I can see where some people would feel that way. Like I said, you guys are not the first to bring this up to me, that's for sure. I mean, I've I've heard this from a lot of people through emails, phone calls, conversations when I'm out, you know, at games and on the road and things like that. Uh, It's a hot button for some people. There's no question about it. And it it is unconventional for a college football coach to to do that. But uh, I also see how much it means to Mark Richt to – to do that for his players. And I think unless the players themselves have a problem with it, um, I don't, I just don't, I think that that's whose issue it is. It, it, it's the players, their families, the administration at Miami. And if none of those people have a problem with it, I just personally don't, I don't think it's the fan base's issue. But without but, the fans, you don't really have, you don't have anything. If If you take the fans out of the, out of the loop, whether it's NFL or college football, you take the fans out of it, you dismantle an organization. The fans is what makes this this whole engine work. And so I I don't know about that, but, you know, I respect your opinion, but I I really think that you're minimizing the fans when you say that because I love football. I've watched football since I was four with my dad. I, I watched professional football. So my husband has taught me the game of college football because I didn't know the rules so much. But I do know them with the NFL. And so I think that the fans have a vested interest. And without the fans, you don't have a team. You're just playing for yourself. So I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just one fan in Georgia, but I just want to mention that. But I'm going to let my husband have the phone. No, thank you for coming on. And I'm certainly not saying you're wrong. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, to be honest with you. I just, um, I, I just personally don't consider it my issue. As you can see, Garrett, we are huge Hurricane fans. And my wife and I, my wife and I we sit here and watch the games all the time. Unfortunately, I couldn't make last week's game because she had a speaking engagement. But you could bet I was trying to do everything possible to, to like, chime in and, and look in and, and and see what was going on. But she and I were just she having this like conversation. A, she sounds like an incredible incredible woman, and I'm sure her speaking engagement was uh, just equally scintillating as the football game. Uh, that she is. Uh, she's finishing up on her second doctorate degree. That just goes to show you how incredible she is. Her second All right, doctor, so let's, let's get back to football. What you got for us football-wise, okay. anything? Well, I was just a little bit concerned about Chris Henderson, but I guess you touched on it a little bit, that he's uh, he, he de- decommitted from Miami and that uh, he's, I guess, exploring his options and looking at other schools and so forth. But I don't see it being a problem. I mean, if the kid wants to go and take his visits, that's fine. He, sh- he should do that. That way he could uh, – see what's out there. I have no problem with that. If he doesn't want to go to Miami, I'm still cool with that, too, because you may lose some, and then also, too, you may gain some. But at the same time, we want guys there that want to be Miami Hurricanes. That's the issue that Al Golden had. He was getting too many guys say that went, they went and played or got a uniform by being on the University of Miami football team. No, we don't want that anymore. We want guys that could actually come in and play football and help this team win. 
And that's all I want to say tonight, Gary. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. My wife and I will continue to listen in. And uh, it's been a great show. You got it, man. Thank thank you and your wife for, for being part of it. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We're going in a lot of different directions tonight. It's uh, been kind of interesting as we head uh, towards our number three here um, on Kane Sport Live. I'm going to get to some of those topics in a moment, but let's uh, take another call. Let's go to the 678 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. Oh, I have. All right. Oh, sorry. Call back. We'll get you on. Let's go to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? That's you. Hello. What's up, Gary? Yep. Schmeier 55. Hey, what's up, Schmeier? How you doing, man? Oh, man. You, you got to get me on after all the Bible talk. You almost put me to sleep over here for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Obviously, I know who you are. If a Bible, yeah, I would take it any day. How about that? Just keep winning games. That's all I care about. And Happy New Year to you. And you're Jewish, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'll I'll take the Bible any day. Sure. Yeah, especially if he he spelled your name right on it. (laughs) I don't don't, know. I see see all sides of it. Nobody's wrong. You know, you know. There's no wrong in this debate. You know, everyone has – right, right? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I could see where some people would have a problem with it. I've heard this argument, like I said, from a lot of different people, and uh, I just think if any of the players have a problem with it, they should have the right to go talk to Coach Rick about it. Um, And and if it's cool with them, then it should be fine with everybody else. I I would guarantee you no one had a problem with it. How about that? And I don't know anything, but I guarantee no one had a problem. And I have no yeah. problem with it. Yeah, I don't think so either, God. Either, including including Bar Milo, who's Jewish. I, I'm sure he didn't have a problem with it either. Sure. Right. No, of course, I'm sure. Like I said, if he gave me one, I would happily take it. Um, yeah. no, so what, what else you got? You know what? I, I wanted to ask you this question. As a big Miami Hurricane fan, someone like my as myself, I always want Florida State to be good and at the top. And when Miami plays Florida State, I want them to be undefeated, and I want Miami to be undefeated, and I want Miami to beat them when they're at their best. I want to know what is – because there's a lot of Miami fans that had such hate. and Like, I hate the Gators. I hate Ohio State. I kind of hate Notre Dame also. I hate, I hate those teams. If they went 0-12, I would, hate, I, would, I would be happy for it every year. But I want Florida State to be good, so when Miami beats them every year, we could say we beat the best. Is this – if Miami wins on Saturday, is it the best Florida State team? No. Is, could it be Brad Kaya's coming out party? Maybe. Has he had one big victory at Miami? A no. Is this that victory? I don't know because this is not a top five FSU team. I want to know what you think about just the rivalry in general. And then is this that game? Is this Brad Kaya's game? Because I think well, it's a I very think, mediocre team. I think. Hmm. Well, I don't think they're mediocre. I think they're still a pretty good team. Not and mediocre. They've just been you know, those are those are two. You know, you look at the two games they've lost uh, to Louisville, and then that game against North Carolina was a crazy one the other day. But those are two pretty good teams, and uh, you know, but but I this do think isn't that a it's top fine. five team coming to town, though. No, this they're not the top five team. No, and, right. but why would they be? They're breaking in a new quarterback. 
Um, you know, they've got, they've got some shakiness on the O-line. Uh, obviously, they've got some issues on defense. So why would they be a top-five team? But, you know, I, I think Saturday night you've got to win to make the next week's game even bigger because the North Carolina game will become bigger if you beat Florida State on Saturday night. But what about my theory in general of me wanting Florida State to be good every year? What, what is your – as a big Hurricane fan, I could tell you someone being 35 years old – my best memories as a kid growing up are all the wide right, and that was when Miami was in the top five and Florida State was in the top five. I could guarantee you that. And I know that if Miami beats a three-and-six three Florida State team or a one-and-four team, that's not, a, that's not a classic to me. And I just want to know, what do you feel about the, the rivalry in general? Do you want Florida State to be good every year? So when we play, it's the two big dogs playing each other. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, you know, I look back through my life, you know, I've been around hurricane football going back into the 1970s. And, you know, some of those greatest moments have been when they've been playing Florida State, either here or at Doe Campbell, which is always a great experience sure. going up there for a game. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it, it becomes part of your life. And, and that, that one Saturday each year when Miami's playing Florida State, and you want it to be an epic game. You want it to be an atmosphere in a moment like what it's going to be on Saturday night, even though it might not be the best Florida State team. So, yeah, I don't think you ever want to lose that. And, uh, you know, I think Miami gives up a lot to play Florida State every year. I think they're spotting every team in the Coastal one game pretty much every sure. single season by, by playing Florida State. Every, every year, and, and yeah. you know, anytime you anytime you lose to them, uh, you've spotted the rest of the division a game, and uh, unless they're playing Florida State two that year, so um, Miami sacrifices a lot for this series, and uh, I do think it's 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 a special series, and um, probably worth the sacrifice that Miami makes to be a part of it, because I think that one Saturday every year is very special to everybody. Sure, no, I, I agree, and like I said, I I. Like I wish, I hope, I wish Florida State won last week because this would have made this week's game two top ten teams. But whatever it may be, I was just saying because there's just such fans that I hear out there. I want Florida State to lose every game. I'm like, why? Why don't you want that one that one time when we play them a year to be epic? And if Miami beats them, so Miami won Florida, and that's all you could ask is for the best to play the best, and and that's just the way I feel. Um, just to get to recruiting, I mean, I know you guys were talking about it a little bit earlier. I think the only guy that Miami really lost out on and who knows, you know, why, and I wouldn't, you know, and this is the only person I lose sleep on is, is Judy. I mean, I think that kid is special. Oh, he, and I think that that's he's the, best friends with Calvin only, Ridley. Yeah. Well, we, we could go, you know, we could go in circles I mean, about, you know, the, the, the past. Been, I'm just he, saying this. No, but I'm right, saying he's been earmarked year. for Alabama for two years. Ever since sure. Calvin Ridley decided to go there, Jerry Judy has been earmarked for them. I mean, right. it is what it is. No, I'm just saying, I mean, we could go over, you know, losing the kid the other day. You know, he might go to Florida, whatever. I'm saying the only kid as Miami fans that I think that, say, shit, we let that one get away is Judy. I mean, I, out of all of them. And, yeah, you know, that, I that's, that's what I feel. I don't know how you feel, but that, that's how I feel. I, I think the, Grimes the is a loss, but, but, you know, Grimes is a kid that was from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, that's why yeah. he won Ohio State, you know, so. Sure. Yeah. What is that, What about that kid Wilder? What do you think about him? Is, is there Miami slow playing him? Is What's the story? No, there? no, they're not slow playing. No. We spoke to him this week. We just had an article about him on the site. Uh, he right. very clearly said Miami leads. I mean, he's still looking at Auburn. 
and one or two other schools. Uh-huh. But he very clearly said the Miami leads, and uh, right. You know, I think I think there's a pretty strong chance he'll be in the class. Sure. Okay. Good. You know, I'm just really excited for that. What's more, I just want this hurricane to just get. Let's only enjoy the week. I would be really looking forward to, it, but not to keep. You know, more like the whole hurricane out of the way and. So we could, you know, have a few hours to just really, you know, think about the game and just really enjoy it. I think it should be an electric atmosphere like we haven't seen in a while. And um, just should be great out there. I just, you know, like I said, I, I think Miami should win this game. I mean, they do have, you know, this is not a complete roster. What I like the most about it is that you're seeing kids get better. You're not seeing kids plateau like we saw under the golden years, they're not kind of just getting here and then just kind of just looking lost. You're not seeing the stupid penalties, or, you know, Najoku, whatever, but that was, but in general, they've been very, you know, disciplined. The timeouts have been good. You see the kids playing with hunger and looking excited again. And I'm excited for, for this, not as excited for the, just the future. Cause you know, like, you know, this roster is not complete by any means, but just the future looks bright. And I just hope that, you know, take each game as it comes, and, you know, that this is a very winnable game. And just hope that, you know, just hope it's a great day night out there. You know, that's I really am yep. excited for it, but just in general. All righty, Robert. Well, thank you for uh, calling in and being part All of the right. show. I'll, see, and, I'll uh, see you out there on Saturday, Gary. See you out there Saturday. You got try it. Not to, oh, Gary, you know what I meant to ask? Wait, sorry. I'm going to bring you back on in a second here. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What were you uh, saying? Gambling junkie, I am. What was that, uh, the uh, gambling website you were promoting earlier? Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great new gam- gambling site. It's, it's mybookie.ag. Go check it <laughs> and out. it's legit? It's, 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 I mean, I guess, yeah, as far as I know, it's, it's, it's a nice it? looking. Um, I'm going <laughs> to use it. I'm, 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 I, I You're just, going they, they to just, use it. Well, listen. They just called this week. <laughs> they said, "Hey, we've we've heard about this great show you got on Tuesday nights, right. Kane Sport Live, with thousands of Kane right. fans all over the country that are listening, and we'd like to be a sponsor of the show and and introduce all, all the right. Kane's fans to our site. So you know, try all it. Right. They're throw a hundred. Right. Throw a hundred bucks. Listen, this is what you do. Throw a hundred bucks match, on there. They'll match me a hundred. They'll match me a hundred. They'll they'll, they'll 100 match with- you a hundred. You'll right. You'll right. you'll, you'll have two hundred bucks to play with. And test it out. It's a yeah, hundred win plays on a nice ten to one shot. We'll bring them home. I'll let you know if exactly. I get the money back. Exactly. Exactly. Right, Gary, I'll see you Use the promo code Canes, and and if you win, cash out quickly and see if they pay you quick. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll roll it from there. But 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 you'll love the website. Go check out the website, and, and they got the. I'm on it now. I'm looking at they it got now. a picture yeah. of, of 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 a pretty darn good looking lady on there too that everyone will like. So uh, yeah, I'm check it out. I'm looking at it right now. You got it, man. <laughs> All right, use the All promo right, code Kane to get your matching bucks. <laughs> All right, take care. Yeah, you know, it's really I I had never heard of it. My mybookie.ag. They called this week. I checked it out. I'm like, wow, that site looks really slick. And uh, they wanted to sponsor the show and, and give everybody that offer where they'll match your initial deposit. I said, All right, I, I could see a lot of guys wanting to, you know, throw in a hundred and get a hundred matching and bonus and throw a couple hundred bucks on the FSU game this weekend. That's what I was thinking. So, um, you know, we did, we 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 said okay, um, we'll do it. So I hope hope everybody gets a chance to test it out and uh, see how it goes. Anyway, let me uh, get to a couple of these topics here that were sent in by the posters on the message board at canesport.com. Uh, who's the potential breakout star in this game? Um, 
I'm going to say Braxton Berrios. You know, I'll I'll go out on the limb and and guess that it might be Braxton Berrios. Uh, third down conversions are going to be a big deal in this game, and you know, Braxton is a possession receiver who is real shifty and can get open. And I'm I'm sure that there's a bunch of plays in the offense there designed to get Braxton uh, open in the middle of the field on third downs and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the name Braxton Berrios out there as the possible breakout player in this game. Um, do we think the pressure of breaking the streak is going to hurt or help the players? Um, I think it's going to help them. I, I think it's added fuel. I, I think that losing to Florida State, if you're a senior, you've lost them three times, if you're a junior or twice or, or whatever. But I, I think that losing the games the last two years, even though the team was competitive, has had to gnaw at these kids. I think they're going to come into the game with a chip on their shoulders. I think you're going to see them play incredibly hard with a lot of emotion. And um, so I'll go out on the limb there and say that I think that it, it will help them in this ball game. Um, key matchups where Miami might have an advantage. Um, I like Miami's defensive line against Florida State's um, offensive line. I think that's a favorable matchup for the Hurricanes. Um, I like uh, Miami's receivers in the passing game. I think you know, Florida State has struggled to cover at times this year. Um, I, I think there could be some favorable matchups with the backs and tight ends in the passing game uh, in this ball game. So I think there's a lot of matchups that, that favor Miami quite a bit. Um, the ones that maybe uh, don't favor Miami, uh, you know, I, I, I think the offensive line is going to have to hold up. I think Florida State's going to try to bring pressure. And, you know, they're going to see the Miami offensive line as the weak point of this team. And um, I think that, you know, that that's where Miami is most susceptible coming into the game with their offensive line against the front seven of Florida State and all the potential blitzing that they might do to put pressure on Miami's offense um, in this ball game. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to hit the number one on your keypad, by the way, if you want to come on the show. And let's go out to the 973. You're live on Team Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? Thanks for taking a call. Who's this? It's Ross, Jersey, of course. Hey, what's up, Ross? What you got for us? What's going on, man? Hey, wow, a lot of topics. Um, Interesting. I mean, you know, I was one way calling in and a lot of different things going on and started talking about it, and I was like, okay, well, i got to change that up a little bit and come on this and do and talk about that. So just give me a couple, a couple of minutes to make some points. Um, big game. Big game coming up. Um, one of the callers just now said, um, oh, I don't know, you know, I want them to be, you know, undefeated and all. Hey, it's been years when we went undefeated and we were struggling and they look forward to kicking our behind. So I'm looking forward to kicking their behind so we could we could go ahead and get our recruits and get our um, uh, and stack our recruits and keep our kids in our neighborhood. That's what I'm looking forward to. All that all undefeated stuff, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I want to win the game, and that's simple. Yes, they're not undefeated. They're going down. I want to keep them down. I want to keep them down for years to come because that's how we're going to get good, and I'm not, I'm not interested in being undefeated. So that's just my point on that, to, 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 to disagree totally with the caller just, you know, just came on. I'm totally disagreeing with him. I, I'm, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't care. I want to beat them down, up, wherever, sideways. I want to beat them, Gary, and that's it. That's one point. You agree or disagree? 
I think it's whatever. There's no right or wrong. Whatever your opinion is, great. I love. I I thought his point was fine. I love this game every year. Yeah, I love the game, I, but I could care less. I could care less if they're undefeated or not. I wouldn't want State to be. I, well, I wouldn't want them to be diminished. I I, I, I wouldn't want them to be diminished either. Go ahead. Both teams being both teams being good is what part of what makes it great. I know, but you know what? It's been enough going on where we're losing guys. If you know, I, you know, I read something this week on the site saying you when the kids say, "Well, if we beat them, if Miami beat them, then we'll he's in we're in the lead with Florida State." Well, guess what, man? That's telling me, bro, you're thinking about going to Florida State anyway. I'm not interested in that. You either want to come to Miami or you don't. And if we got to beat Florida State this in this game for you to come, like you weren't coming in the first place. That's just how I feel about it. So. They capitalized on us being bad before, you know. And one guy, the one guy that was missing that the guy was asking about how is he doing. I think it's Lane. I think Lane is the only wide receiver that's not really playing for them. I'm not sure if he got injured or they're not feeling him. They're not really like you know liking what's going on with him. But I noticed that he's not on the field. But everybody else is playing, and they're beating guys. They're beating teams with our backyard players, you know. And, and that's it. Also, um. What do you feel about um, the fact that, okay, let's, let's get into it. I know you always talk about it, Gary, but I'm just going to say something about the Bible thing. The first thing I thought about right away when the Bible was, was mentioned is that how everybody feel about it. Then I, then I was like, you know what? If a kid have a problem with it, if a parent have a problem with it, I'm sure they'll say something to Mark. And I, knowing the kind of guy Mark is, we're starting to realize if somebody don't like it, he'll back off. That's just the type of guy he is. He'll back off and say, okay, fine. But don't let's not act like he's the first coach. You got the Clemson coach who talks about God, and no one complains about that. You have a lot of schools in Texas and stuff that talks about God, and nobody complains about that. And and don't forget, where he's recruiting at, there's a lot of religious-type feeling uh, parents. When he walks inside their living room, they love the fact that he's talking about God, and they're giving their son to this, to this coach that's going to take care of him for the next four to five years. So while that one guy who was coming on complaining about you know, I don't know if it's – we don't know if it's wrong or right. If the, kid don't have, if the kid don't have a problem with it, we don't have a problem with it. If the parents don't have a problem with it, we don't have a problem with it. So if he gave out a Bible with each kid and one kid have a problem with it, I'm sure he's not saying you have to keep the Bible and, you got, like you said, you have to report to me. I'm sure he's not saying that. So let's not come trying to, you know, throw down on this coach right now where, while we're going through some good times. This one guy want to come on and be argumentative with you and, 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 and switch the, the, the program up a little bit. Okay, guy, you, you, you got what you want. I almost feel like he's a troll. I almost want to feel like he's a troll. Guy. I don't think that's a true Miami fan, but that's fine. He can listen in too because I'm sure he's listening to me now, and I'm telling you, buddy, I don't, we, don't, we don't want that. If the, man, if the kids have a problem with it, they'll speak up. All right, moving forward. All right, this game coming up, we have to – be able to stop the run when they when they when they kick the ball. We have to be able to keep the edge. Last week I mentioned to you, I said Gary is the kid Harris going to play? Because if he play, he be able to contain, and he was smart. Remember me saying that to you, Gary? I said he'll be he'll be yep, able to play and be containment. And and I need him in the game because he's smart. He's been there. He's solid. He knows his assignment. And here we go. He showed up when it was time to show up. Got the fumble and we scored. So. We have to we have to contain we have to contain the edge and and when when Georgia Tech decided that they wanted to spread us out a little bit like when they they kicked the ball out to the um, running back he was able to get around a couple of times so I'm a little concerned about that and I you know Jimbo is a really good offensive coach so he's going to look at that and try to exploit that so we got to be on top of our game and as far as that one call we said 
we may need a guy to spy on the quarterback. I do agree with him, and I think that young man should be Johnson. I think he should be playing that role position with an eye on the quarterback because, again, Jimbo is a very good play caller, and he might first and ten say, hey, there's nothing wrong with me getting six yards here, quarterback sneak, so we got to keep an eye on him because he could do that. But I think you're hey, going to see Jaquan Johnson in the game a lot on Saturday night. I think you're going to see the defense employee that you saw earlier this year where he lines up a lot at linebacker. Exactly. Um, he's, he's my Harris this week. You know, he's my Harris. I, I, I was thinking last week, you know, we need a guy like Harris to be able to keep the edge, do his assignment, don't ask for too much, and just play side, assignment football, and he was that guy. This guy, this week, I'm looking forward to Johnson. If he so happened to get hurt, then we may have to bring Knowles, you know, wherever it is, but we need a guy that's a spy in the quarterback a little bit. Now, as far as, you know, um, recruitment is concerned, yeah, we lost this guy this week, and I thought it was a little shabby. And you make a good point when some of these guys, there's a lot of shadiness that's going on out there, Jerry, a lot of still trying to trying to mess with the psyche and trying to put the program down and stuff like that. So if the kid was a Florida flag when he was young, that's fine. This is our week. This is our week, and we're going to concentrate on trying to go in there and beat these guys. And I think, we, I think we're going to have a good game plan. Don't forget. We was a tip ball away from beating them, Gary. Don't forget, the defensive linemen got their hands on a ball, <laughs> and I still don't know how the running back caught that ball and went into the end zone. So we almost beat them with that inept coaching staff. So we, we've, been up, we've, been on their, we've been on their tail for a while, and I think this will be the week with everybody watching, all the guys coming in from the past, and we're going to be honoring the team this, this week anyway, and I think we'll get it done. And um, if I had to give a score, man, I, you know, last, year, last week I kind of picked it close, but now I'm going to go two touchdowns. I think we'll beat them by two touchdowns, and that's it. Keep me on. All righty, Russ. Give us a call again next week, and uh, we'll talk about it and see what happens. All right, guys. All season long, you know, we've already been talking about some of our sponsors on Kane Sport Live tonight, but uh, all season long, I've been talking to you about fantasy football, FanDuel.com, the Kane Sport League each week on FanDuel.com at FanDuel.com forward slash Canes. It's one week fantasy football for cash. FanDuel, you know the drill. But there still are some of you, I'm sure, that haven't tried it. And uh, I guess you could ask the question, is it because you think you won't win or because winning cash playing one week fantasy football seems too good to be true, or maybe you think you're no match for those guys who have been playing longer than you, well, let me put your mind at ease. You'll always get a fair and level playing field at FanDuel.com. They have beginner contests for rookies only. They have experienced player badges. You know who you're up against. If the guy's experienced, you're going to know it. Um, They have more single entry contests, your single best lineup versus theirs. Um, A lot of custom features that are even that bring even more fun excitement and accessibility to your experience at fanduel.com they have friends mode where you can challenge your buddies in a private league Um, choices for every single budget Um, there's big ticket contests but there's also contests that start at just one dollar i've been having all kinds of fun playing fantasy football at fanduel.com i join that cane sport listener league every week and try my luck there always 
put in some entries and a couple others. I was really disappointed this past week because I had the wisdom of selecting Julio Jones, and he gave me 42 points, and I still didn't cash any money. That was really frustrating. Um, I, all my other picks weren't quite as good as Julio Jones, and but how often do you get 42 points from one player? And uh, So, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. It's challenging, and it brings some added excitement to the games on Sunday afternoons. So try FanDuel now and get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 beginner contests valued at up to $50. You'll get one free entry a week for five weeks. Um, Great deal for you to go and try FanDuel.com and see what this weekly fantasy football for cash is all about. So go to FanDuel.com. Click the Join Now button and use our promo code CANE, C-A-N-E. That's FanDuel.com, promo code CANE, void where prohibited. Have a great time playing fantasy football with FanDuel.com, and we thank FanDuel for being a sponsor of Kane Sport Live throughout this entire season. All right, let's get back to the show. The number is 646-595-2048. That's 646 595 2048. Let's go out to the 850 where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how you doing tonight, Gary? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? This is Travis up in Tallahassee. What's in up, Travis? Territory this week. <laughs> yes, sir. What's going on up there in Tally? Ah, not a lot, man. I'm getting messed with. I, I tried to go into a barber shop the other day. I had my Miami hat on. He's like, you can't wear that in here. Went, oh, all right. Walked out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I ain't giving you no money then, whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that one guy two calls ago with the Bible crap, man, next time he gets on, go ahead and just shut him down, man. I was just well, waiting you know, for that it, to it, end. It, it, it's funny because he set off a firestorm. Everybody's brought it up. I've gotten about yeah. 10 emails in the, in the last 10 minutes about it. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's a hot button. There's no question that it, it's a hot it's, button for people. It's but, funny. I'm a I'm uh, a non-Christian man, and and you know personally, I'm not generally for that kind of stuff. But first off, it's a private institution, so they can make the rules. They can do whatever they want. So it is in his realm and in his right to do whatever the hell he wants because the administration will allow it. Um, well, that's why I said it's is, not an issue for fans. It's not the fans' issue. That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And if you're if you're a, 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 a athlete that's trying to come to Miami, you know what Pastor Rick is. You know, so either you're with it or you're not, you know, so you just, if you're not with it, then you go somewhere else. And we're, and the All other I know is kind of every kid, I see every kid on that team come out, and I don't see any other team doing this, okay, any other team. I see every kid on that team, when they come out before a game, they all go to the end zone on the far end of the stadium, whether it's home or away, they kneel down and they pray. Yeah. So and I'm sure Bob so Milo's over there praying to his God too. You know, I mean, I'm sure it's not an exclusive Christian-only thing. You know, I'm, I'm sure he recognizes all faiths and accepts it. I haven't paid attention to the bar, but I haven't seen him like sit out. And you know, the right. point is, it's it's clear, clearly a team that has a lot of religious faith. In, in ingrained into its fabric and and right and it's a community know. and fan base that has that ingrained in their fabric that's why i don't mind it is because in south florida it christianity is a big thing that you know we all do 
you know, I'm from South Florida, not anymore or anything like that. But I mean, I mean it, it's in the in the community down there, and you know, the mothers and the fathers, like the one caller said, that's what they want to hear. When you send your baby boy off to school, you want to know that somebody's got their back in the realest of ways. You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it was it Everybody was interesting, but that guy. Everybody has a right to make religion as important in their life as they want. And, yeah. I, and I think if, if a player has a problem with it, they have the right to go discuss it with their coach, and they shouldn't be penalized for having that discussion. That would be the one opinion I would have about it. Yeah, and, and wants, Mark Rick just it, doesn't seem like that kind of guy, you know, to unfairly treat anybody, you know I mean, honestly. No, no absolutely not. So, beyond yeah. that, that the, the last thing I'll say about that, that guy definitely had to be a troll. I mean, when you're calling Mark Rick slow and he doesn't know what he's doing and stuff like that, I mean, that guy was one step away from saying, go SSU, <laughs> you know. So, um, anyway, so only – I had a couple points, but most of the people kind of nailed it. Um, the the one thing that I, I bring up from last week with um, – well, two points. The, the whole game, I was screaming at Rayshon Jenkins. I don't know what his problem was because he looked like one of the best players the first three weeks. But last week, he looked atrocious, man, just missing tackles. I mean, he looked out of position. I, I don't know. He's got to get his head right for this game because he's, he's really? very I important. Didn't, I mean, I wasn't isolating on him, but he, I didn't walk away with the, with that impression. I, I, I thought wow, he made I was, plays out there. Every other play. He didn't make a couple plays, but every other play, I was just like, Rayshon, go, what the? You know, like just screaming at the TV. Um the, the other thing is, the, the the one thing I didn't see versus Georgia Tech is that put them away killer mentality. You know, we just kept letting them hang around, and it just kind of had that feel of like the old, you know, you know the last couple I'll, years I'll, I'll Miami tell you a funny story. Uh, let me tell you a funny story. I was thinking the same thing as I'm watching the game, and I was there, and I, 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 I couldn't understand it. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, why is Coach Rick leaving them in this game? Like, I felt that any time Miami could blow them out of the stadium. I, 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 and I'm, I was sitting with, um, with Dave Hyde, who's a great columnist for the Sun Sentinel, and I said to Dave, it was really actually pretty funny, I said to, I said to Dave, I said, you know, Coach Rick needs to open this thing up. I mean, they had cut the lead to seven. And I was, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. They're way better than this team. You know, he he needs to open up the offense a little bit and put and and put them away. And it, it was the funniest thing. Dave thought I was like, you know, he, he couldn't believe it because that was when they they threw the consecutive passes, Bing Bing, uh, the first one to Amon Richards and the next one to Stacy Coley for the touchdown. And in a span of about 30 seconds after I made that comment to Dave, <laughs> Miami was back up by 14. So it, it was a it was a funny moment at the game the other day. But um, but yeah, I, I think he's. It just looks to me like he's been keeping it close to the vest he's kind of like it it seems to me like he's trying to get as much as he can out of this thing this year that he knows that he's got some issues on this team I mean their depth is challenged he knows he can't afford to lose Kaya Um, he knows his offensive line is average and I think he's trying to get this team through the season with as many victories as he possibly can and I'm sure if they're looking at the opportunity that's in front of them here I mean they got a chance you know, as remote as it might be to, you know, have a pretty special season here. So, um, you know, I, I think he's going to show a lot more in these games coming up. Oh yeah. I mean, this, this month right here is our month, you know, I mean, honestly, we knew it before the season started, we make it to FSU four and O, which was totally within the realm of reason, you know, and then, so it begins, you know, you got that, 
stupid Thursday night game with Virginia Tech. I mean, that's our trap game right there. We knew North Carolina was going to be pretty good. Florida State's always Florida State. The one thing we weren't really expecting was Notre Dame to be so damn atrocious. But uh, I like that. That's the one team I can – like everybody was commenting on the – do you want them undefeated? I could care less about Notre Dame. They can go ahead and get crushed every game from here on out. But I will say, I do want Florida State to be undefeated when we play them. It's that much better when we crush them. You know, I mean, it's great that, you know, we get to keep the foot on the neck while they're down and kick them while they're down right now. But, man, I, I'd much rather than be 5-0 and right now. Yeah, um, totally my one, My one thing, I, unfortunately, I've had to watch a, quite a few FSU games this year. And to me, there's a few things that I've teed on that are just pinnacle to this game. Of course, stopping Dalvin Cook and Travis Rudolph, they're their biggest threats. And then when you get into the red zone, that Adam Tate or whatever guy, he's pretty special. But to me, every game that I've watched, that number 77 kid, their left tackle, who was like a projected first-round pick that might not even get drafted now, um, we have to attack that kid. Because if you watch that first game with Ole Miss all the way through, he just gets bull rushed. we got to get our strongest in. I don't know if it's Chad Thomas. I mean, maybe uh, shifting Gerald Willis out there because he's got the speed and the strength. But just be on that kid the whole time. And then on the offensive side of the ball, their defense is so bad right now that if we do do hurry up, I feel we can keep it on them the whole game. We just can't do slow and allow them to have the chance to catch up to what we're doing. Miami needs to start fast. Because if they start fast, that FSU defense is going to become unglued. Yeah, that's what USF did to them. That's how they got 35 points on them. They were just on them the whole game and just wore them out. And there's no reason we can't do that to them now. I mean, I finally got to see a little shotgun this year with uh, with Brad. I mean, that was the one thing. Those first couple games seemed like it was 99% I-form, you know, or whatever, pro-style formation. Well, I, I think it. Mark Rick would prefer to have him under center. I think he put him in the shotgun just to protect his knee. He didn't want him taking shots in that knee that got a little banged up at App State. And uh, but I would be surprised if we don't see him back under center more this week. I would like to see a nice fifty-fifty mix of that. I mean, shotgun—you don't have to completely kill it, you know. Because I mean, one thing is Brad Kaya is very effective out of the shotgun, and especially if you're running a no-huddle, up-tempo type offense, you know, which I have a feeling is what we're going to be coming out with and probably staying in most of the game. I mean. You don't want to take your foot off the off the gas with these guys because they are a second half team, and even if we are up, you know, twenty one to ten or something like that, and getting the ball in the second, we got to still go out there and crush them. You know how you were saying, not scoring seventy points is an objective. Well, that might be true, but we need to get as many as possible. We need to send the message to these recruits that are showing up and everything like that um, that we're back. You know, and that this has changed. We're not Al Golden's team anymore. We're not coached by Coach No D. This isn't Sun No Life Stadium. You know, everything's changed. We're getting our finally getting our indoor practice facility. You know, I mean, uniforms. Adidas still sucks. I don't mind their shoes, but these uniforms are still just atrocious. Um, I'm glad everybody's happy that we're bringing back the old school Michael Irvin uniforms or whatever. They suck. Uh huh. Especially if we're supposed to be the pinnacle of, or the flagship of their corporation or whatever, man. I mean, basically, they, they've they've failed so far. Um, <laughs> other than that, the only other thing that I can comment on, I was I was just kind of wondering with the Henderson um, committee. I've read in a few different places that his dad 
uh, CJ's dad is actually uh, pretty good friends with um, Randy Shannon, and that plays a, I guess, a big part in his decision, or whatever. I guess they're like childhood well, friends I, or something I, I like that. But Randy's just done a good job with the recruiting of the, in the whole situation, and the kid did grow up a Florida fan. That's one thing right. that, that hasn't been brought up very much, which people need to understand. The kid grew up a Florida fan, and when a kid grows up a fan of a team, it makes it a lot easier to recruit him. So, right. And he's, not, he's, he's not, not the end of this recruiting class either. People got to realize this kid's a played any cornerback. The thing that he has is sheer speed, which is great, and that's was, what we want. But, I mean, we don't need any more projects. You know, this year we lose Corn and the, this Colbert kid who's been great. That's the one area that everybody that hates on Rump. I give him mad credit from switching that guy from a safety to a cornerback. He's done a great job there. Our players have been tremendous. Our recruiting, yeah, we haven't got the guys we wanted, and he might not be as good as we want, but as long as he's developing the talent that we get, I'm fine with them, you know, because that's what we haven't had is people that knew how to take a three-star and turn them into a five-star. You know, we we haven't had that in years. So as long as this trend continues up, you can delegate his recruiting to somebody else, like Banda, who I guess apparently all the kids love, you know. So, I mean, whatever. We can move past Banda's that and we can work guy. with that. He, yep, he's a great guy, and, and, and the kids love him. He's got that kind of personality. All awesome. right, let me well, let you go. Hopefully, we can go. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Go Canes. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Give us a call next week. Let's go now to the 601. You're live on Canes Sport Live. You with us? Going once, going twice. Got a call back. Let's go to the 318. You're live on Canes Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? You know, it's this Port City Kane. Uh Didn't get a chance to uh, catch the game because it was my birthday and my girls wanted to really see me at the house. You know, they, they, they want to see Daddy on his birthday. So I stay home uh, and I watch the game. I enjoy what I saw uh, out there. I enjoyed the game. I, I mean, I just, am, I just am very excited about what's going on with us. I mean, it, what, what I saw in the game was I saw uh, we've been talking about Coach Cool and we've been talking about Coach Diaz and what they've done. But, I mean, Coach uh, Rumpf and Coach Banner have done a tremendous job with our secondary I just think that Corn Elder is moving up draft boards as we speak. Him and Rashawn, uh, and uh, even uh, uh, I can't think his name right now. Number six, all of those guys, they playing super. And another name uh, that hadn't played much that we needed, uh, C.J. Perry added some depth uh, at that linebacker position. I watched him play a couple of plays, and he was solid with what he was doing. They he were was solid. solid. And I'm, I'm telling, I can't believe like guy like him. Mike Smith, I mean, the job these coaches are doing in getting something out of these kids that are that are fringe average players are is, is amazing. Yeah, and I mean they were they were just really solid. Another thing, Amon Richards is as good as he want to be. I mean, the sky's the limit. This guy, I mean, when you see the fact that first of all he got the speed, we know that that's going to give him a natural cushion. But the second thing of it is. If this guy adds route running to what he's going to do, he's going to be totally unstoppable. And even if oh, Brad Kaya leaves – yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, wait till he gets in the, in the strength program for a full year. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about the route running too. Uh, and then another thing that I caught, he wants the ball on money downs. He was, he was the one that really energized us when they came back and got within seven. He energized us by getting that big third down 
and really just, uh, I mean, when you have a freshman that wants the moment, that's not looking or deferring, but he wants the ball, then that's that's very important. But to add on that, the discussion that they was having about the Bible and they was having to the rest of it, uh, I'm a Christian myself, and I think that what Coach Rick is doing is a great thing, and I don't think he's force-feeding Christianity onto anybody. Another thing that our fans have to understand is that there are two sides to an individual that comes into a program. There's the player and the person. Either one of those things can go haywire, and you get no productivity about it. We might be fans uh, of the of the game, but it's still the lifeblood of the game. It's still the players and the school and all the opportunities. And the one thing about it is, is that, I mean, Coach Rick is unabashed about his love for God and his love for Jesus. And, it, and, it, it, and we understood that getting in there. But when we go in there and somebody says something about what someone's believes, and I, I, I'm a Christian myself, I, I, I mean, I think that, you know, you got the opportunity because God made us a free moral agent to believe whatever it is that we want to believe. But the one thing about it is, is nothing wrong with trying to get all the assistance that you can, you're going to need. And that's another thing. We look at football players and only what they accumulate on the field. But if we fail them as persons, then eventually they won't accumulate anything on the field because it's both sides of it. And we've seen that in our previous regime that some of the time we had some good players. We had some real good players, but the person was lagging so far behind from the player that was on the field to where we couldn't get nothing out of them. So, you know, but, uh, but you know, that's another discussion another day. But uh, on the recruiting front, just like I, I like what you've been saying about recruiting and things like that. And, you know, you're going to lose some recruits here and there. But the main thing about it is early in the process, that guy can be replaced. And the one thing about it, the upward movement that we're having on the field is probably going to avail us to even a better prospect than the one that we lost. You know, so, you know, I'm just excited about everything. I'm excited about this week and I, the, to the, say to the guy, about the uh, Florida State records matter. It doesn't matter. It's 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 always been that way. Uh, that the Miami Florida State game is always going to be a big game, irregardless to the records, because it's grudge matches. Do you know the number of Hall of Famers who played in that game? And I want to say another thing. I was excited to see Gus Edwards get the ball this week, and I want to I want to see him play. This is the first year Gus Edwards will have an opportunity to play against. Uh, FSU. He's been banged up the last couple of years, and I know he'll be excited to get on the field if he gets some opportunities. And based on the way he looked in the, in the game, I know he wants to contribute greatly. And I don't think by no stretch of the imagination that, you know, it's out of it's out of the realm of possibility for him to be a big contributor for us this year. But uh, I just – the only question I have, what are the updates we, we have on the receiver that's uh, Holloman? He's, he's going to be at the game and the receiver down in South Louisiana. And do you have any updates to the USC running back that was out there in California? Has he changed his mind and maybe been more open to being a hurricane? I don't, I don't think that one's going to happen. I, I really don't. I, okay. I mean, I, I, I think it seemed kind of like a shot at the time that it came up and when he was down here and all that. But I, I, I don't think that one's going to happen. I think they got a much better chance than Farland. Yep, and Will Holloman too. Yeah, I think they got a much better chance. Okay, then. Well, then, and I think. Or or let me ask you this: with the guy in South Louisiana and the guy Holloman, do you think it's room to accommodate both of those guys in this class if they want them? Without question, if they can get them both, they're taking them both. 
Okay, then. Well, Gary, keep doing what you're doing. I like the show. I'm going to be excited. going to be watching the game again this week, and uh, I look forward to beating them because, man, I got a coworker. He's an FSU. I got two coworkers, FSU fan, and, man, for the last five or six years, you know, I had to use the side door to come in after the game. I expect to use the front door this time. But, hey, man, keep it on hold and uh, look forward to calling you next week. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. <laughs> yeah, I hope you get to go through that front door. All right, hey, let me knock off a couple more of these questions that were submitted by the fans on canesport.com message board. Does Mark Rick have an offensive strategy if he needs to use the tight ends to help block against Florida State? Um, I have to believe he will. Um, you know, obviously they're aware of Florida State's great defensive lineman, uh, Walker, that they're going to have to uh, deal with. And uh, I got to believe that they all have a plan in place if they do have to use the tight ends uh, to block there. How big of a disaster is it if Miami loses this game with all the momentum we have? Um, no question, it would be a moment- momentum killer. It, it would also put an, an enormous pressure. Uh, not that there isn't going to be anyway, but um, you know, you're playing North Carolina the next week. Uh, and obviously that would be a must win if you want to have a chance to win the Coastal if you've already lost to Florida State, have one loss. Um, North Carolina's uh, sitting there right now with Miami and the Catbird seat in the Coastal. So, um, you know, disaster, I don't know, but it wouldn't be good, for the obviously, for the season or the program as a whole. Uh, this is a game Miami has to win. They're getting Florida State at the right time. It, they've lost six straight to the Seminoles. It's time for Miami to win this game. Um, everything should be going for the Hurricanes on Saturday night. We'll see what happens. Um, what's missing from getting a few punt returns going? Um, really absolutely nothing. There's certainly nothing wrong with Braxton Berrios as a punt returner. He's having to fair catch the ball a lot, I think. So you're not seeing him get a ton of opportunities to return punts, but I don't think there's any concerns there. How healthy is Darian Owens? Can he be effective? Uh, I think he's still a little gimpy. Um, he can give them, you know, some plays here or there, but I don't think he's ready to impact the ball game just yet. In my opinion, um, does Miami have the swag and confidence with its recent momentum? Is the team ready for the big time? And that, to me, is a great question and just totally sums up what we're going to witness on Saturday night. And the question is very appropriate. Is this Miami team ready big-time stage? And that's what they're going to have on Saturday. This is going to be their moment, their opportunity, as I said earlier in the show, to become relevant again in college football. They've got the perch. They're in the top ten. They're going to have the national audience on ABC. Um, the eyeballs of the college football world is going to be on the Miami Hurricanes Saturday night for their game against Florida State. Um, it's Brad Kaya's moment to prove that he's the real goods that people think he is. Um, it's all right there for them as a whole. And uh, we'll find out on Saturday night if this team is ready for that moment. If they are, they'll win the ball game. All right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Um, we've got about uh, thirty five minutes left, so I urge callers keep your thoughts quick and to the point. We got a lot of guys still looking to get on. Let's go to the seven seven zero. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Seven seven zero. Yeah, that's you. Gary, Gary. Yes, sir. Let's see. Steve, man. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? 
How you been, man? Were you at the yeah, game the other day? You know I was. You know I was. I seen a, I seen a lot of folks who I went to school with out there. Yeah, but uh, I'm just, I'm just sitting back watching. I'm taking it, taking it one game at a time. That's all we can do. We can't get too far ahead of our coaches, ahead of what we see. And you know, we, I, I like what I see. But each game we play, each team has been, you know, a little bit better each week, and this week is going to be a team that's probably, you know, maybe two or three notches better than Georgia Tech because we have yet to see a team that can um, really throw the ball and run the ball. So I'm going to be sitting back to see how good we've really gotten, you know, and what kind of blitzes and schemes we got that the coaches haven't shown but what I can say, I like the middle of our defense. It's, it's very stout in the middle, but on the edges, I've seen some um, potential for disaster when you're dealing with a running back like Cook. You know, we need to show up those edges when Georgia Tech was, was getting the loose. And um, I think Appalachian State, they had a lot of success on our edges. So I would like to see better containment, better um, pursuit. On those well, edges and on one thing I'll say, Steve, is 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 I think in this game that they're going to face adversity, like they haven't faced so far this year. There's going to be times when Florida State's going to move the ball and hit plays, and you know you know how the adrenaline is going to be flowing in this game, and and they're going to be asked to respond. These young kids are going to have to respond to adversity in a ball game for the first time, really. I mean, um, a little bit at Georgia Tech last week, they gave up a few plays, but. Um, you know, I, I, I think, it, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook's going to hit a couple runs here or there. I mean, he's a great player. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We're all going to be – they're all going to be just the kids and the coaches, you know, because they all had a little pass. The kids, the competition they played, the coaches, the same with the competition competition they was up against. You know, yep. do we really have a lot left in the bag or not? We're going to see it. If it's something in that bag of tricks. I want to see it come out, you know what I'm saying, when it's when it's needed, you know. Right. I want to see, you know, us being able to design plays. Like when you watch, I don't know how much football you watch besides the Kings, but you can just watch some games and you can see where the offensive coordinator handprint is all over a play, where you would see a crossing route or a rub route by the receiver that was designed to get somebody in the flats just dragging across the defense wide open where nobody covered them on the tight end. You know, I want to see our genius, you know, our minds of our coaches working. You know, I want to see our corners now because they're going to be up against receivers. You know, I want to see them get their head around and locate that ball, you know, not running blindly down the field in good position and get a pass interference. This is what we're going to – this is a game where we're going to be able to really grade I think the team or how much progress we made. I will be there. My flight gets to Miami on Thursday. I'm going to, um, I hope the um, storm moves on out the way because I'm going to try to hit that beach on Friday probably. <laughs> you know, I, I, get I, out. I, Maybe I want to. On Thursday. Nah, I know. If you want to go to the beach on Thursday, you need to, you rent in a car? Go down to the Are Keys. You renting a car? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm going to rent a car. I'm a truck. I'm going to rent a truck. I would go down to Keys or I would head west on um, Alligator Alley and go to the southwest coast. The beaches are great over there. Go to like Marco Island yeah. or, or Naples or yeah, you know, Naples. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, uh, you my, my cousin-in-law, my cousin-in-law is flying in from Mississippi because I took him to a game a few years ago. He bringing his wife this time. She wanted me to take her out to the, um, she said she wanted to ride the airboats. Oh, there the you go. Well, you yeah, might be able man, to do that I Friday. I don't think you'll be doing that on Thursday either. <laughs> it's going to be a little windy and stuff, well, but, yeah, uh, I might, I, might ride or maybe Saturday morning. Thursday. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So we'll go see. south. We'll see, but... All right, Steve. Go ahead. I said, all right, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but long time, though, yeah, I look, I look, what time you say the gates open out there for the tailgating? Um, I believe, you know, I haven't looked at that. I don't want to give everybody the wrong info. Um, I believe it's one, but I'm not positive on that. I would double check that. Hey, Gary, one more thing before I go. On the on the Bible thing, look, Mark Rick didn't take the the if it was a Muslim, I'm sure he didn't take his Quran and say here read this. And if he got Jewish players, I'm sure he knows who and what type of religion, you know, he's dealing with on his team. And he probably took a temperature before he did that. You know, this is a smart guy, and you know, and he's not like making them come to. Um, to a class once a week and do Bible study or anything with it. So what what's the problem? You know, you hear me? Well, here? I, yeah, I, I just I think that yeah. you could argue it in a million different ways. It's it's nobody's yeah. wrong. He's, yeah, he's you the know, coach, nobody. You know, and if anybody got a problem and it comes out, we'll deal with it then. But if nobody's got a problem with it, nobody's. But us on here mentioning it, let's move on. Yeah, the only hey, thing man, I would say luck, about it hopefully. is if, is if a player has a problem with it, he should have an open door to the head coach to go discuss it, and I'm sure that's the case. So that's it. it probably, and that's probably the case. Man, I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping for a win, you know, so we can keep the momentum going. I ain't making no predictions. I'm just coming to cheer on my team. Hey, man, do you have anything contact with those cheerleaders, man? They need to get that crowd. Loud as much as they Steve. can, man. Did you see them around? Steve, we could, Steve, 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 we could put a dress on you and put uh-huh. you out there on Saturday night and you would have the crowd loud. Trust me, the crowd being loud it will not be an issue. Nobody's even going to see the cheerleaders. <laughs> it's, I All mean, right. that place All right, man. It, it is going to be insane on Saturday night, Steve. You have a great I time. I know it. Right? I was there the last time we played them. It was amazing. Yeah, it's going to be even more pronounced this time around. It's going to be worse so, than last time they was down in Miami? I can't imagine. Yeah. All right. So you, anyway, you man, I see you. Make sure you call us next Tuesday and let us know how your time was. All right. All right, All right Steve. Thank, thank you for being part of the show. Let's go to the 706. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? What's going on, man? Doing good. Who's this? This is Sebastian from GA, man. What you got, Sebastian? Talk to us. Hey, man, I just want to just tell you how impressed I'm just uh, with the team in regards to their discipline. They're not penalized. You don't see too many blown assignments. It seems like on the defensive side of the ball, they seem like they're playing fast and they know what they're doing. 
And we got true freshmen playing at linebacker. I mean, that tells you what a job Mark Rick and the staff has done coaching these kids up. What do you think about that? I think it's been a professional operation in every way from the first play of the season a month ago. And couldn't be more impressed. I if I if if you were gonna, if you told me Gary, you know, find something to criticize, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. I'm not sure I could do it. I just think the guy's running a great program right now. Everyone's doing their job, and I'm very anxious to see Saturday night if that moment is too big for them. You know, I I, I don't think it's gonna be. I think Miami's gonna win the game, but um, this is their test to see are they ready to to uh, this this quickly in the Mark Richt era, are they ready to compete on the big stage? Well, this is well, this is one thing I, I, I can say as I look at the team is he, Mark Rick doesn't have his players, his type of team. But what I told you a while ago when I criticized Golden is we needed a kid, we needed a coach that had championship pedigree, that knows what it's like to win on the big stage. And that's one thing I knew Al Golden did not have. And with Mark Rick, you're getting a coach that has been to a BCS game. You're getting, you're getting a coach who won on the highest level. And you're getting a coach that when he talks to kids and have them in their living room, he knows. You know, Mark Rick recruited a, a kid that plays for Georgia, um, and he won him over when this kid was all set to go to Alabama. So that goes a, a long way. I do know this. Beating Florida State, whether they're up or whether they're down, what it does is tilts the balance of Florida State being able to grab all the South, all the South Florida talent. And Florida State is on top, and Florida State is Florida State when they get kids from South Florida. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, you know, what it is is when you win, the young kids grow up wanting to be Hurricanes. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it just has a far-reaching impact. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so when I, when, I, when I look at the remaining recruiting class, there's a couple things that I see that I believe is really, really missing from this team. I think they really need two more offensive linemen. I think they need one defensive tackle. I think they need a cornerback and I think they need one more skill receiver. Would you agree with that, or do you think there's somebody, something else that we need to get? Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that sounds as good as any shopping list. I, I'm not sure you could really put an exact one together right now. I think, it, I think a lot will depend on, you know, what they can get. Is there one kid that's out there that you really think Miami needs to kind of close on? Like, if they're able to flip this kid or get this kid, it really, really says something as far as the type of – Recruiting this coaching staff is doing is there one or two kids um, that you really think might be? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I want to see them get the two the receivers, Holloman and Devonta Smith. I think those are two huge recruits for them to get. Um, you know, I, I I think that they they need a couple more offensive linemen. Bad. Um, I I think if they could if they could get two of the three between Telford um, and and um, and Slayton and Herbert. I think yeah. it would be a great thing. Um, I think the, the DB, uh, Amari Carter from Palm Beach Gardens, will be a significant get if they can get him, which I think they will. So I would start there. What about what about that cornerback that's committed to Georgia, Brainy 
Fahimi or something like that. Now that we lost Carter, I think that's big. I think that's big. If we, 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 we. I don't. I don't think that one's going to happen. Like maybe I'm wrong, and maybe something will shake loose there. I. I, I think there's there's a bunch of hidden extracurricular stuff in that situation, and I just. I. I don't think that one's going to happen. But I, I really believe we need at least two. I think we really need um, one or two more cornerbacks. Hey, I'm really excited, Gary. I'm not going to stay on the phone too long because I know you need to get to other people. This is big, man. It's not about Florida State being 3-2 and two or whatever their record is. It's about being able to beat them and keeping two, three, four, five kids from going up to Tallahassee. If we take yeah, Dallas no off the team – if we take Rudolph off the team, you know what I mean? That that that's what it's yep. all about, you know? No doubt. You know, it's about keeping that Palm Beach on down talent from going up to Tallahassee because that's where it's really, really gonna make a difference. Tell me something as in regards to that the Kane family doesn't know as far as that Mark Rick is doing and has up his sleeve that lets you really, really have the confidence of knowing it's not gonna be long before we're in the BCS game. And then just keep you on hold. Well, I mean, I would. It's it's an easy question to answer. I just think it's it's running a solid program, top to bottom. You know, he's got a good staff that works hard and does their job. Um, I think he's got good enough recruiters. Uh, I, I think that they they always make sure they have a plan B. If if plan A doesn't doesn't work, they're that they're on top of their game. Uh, they've done a good job finding players. Like you know, Colbert is a great example. The fullback Marquise Williams is a great example. Who you know at, at the at the last minute they found these guys and brought them in to, to shore up weaknesses in the roster. Um, you know the strength program looks like it's running well. I mean it's it just yeah, they it's, look, it's yeah, you know you're building an indoor practice facility. It just it's just a solidly run program right now, and I, I think that's what'll sell it. All right, anyway, hey, uh, thank you for being hey, part me, of the me, show. Me, give, give give us a call again next week. Sorry, um, I, I got to let some other people get on. Let's go to. The, the six seven eight. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? Gary. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, yeah. Hey, what's I'm up, be John? Quick. Um, I have a, a few things I want to touch on. First of all, um, the Georgia Tech game. Um, what I took away from that was, you know, it was a blowout. It, it was nothing Tech could do to beat us. First of all, all right. But when we stands on defense and went up twenty eight to seven. You can see that the youth, that's when the youth showed up because they over there celebrate and, you know, back-to-back freshmen, and then they Georgia Tech come back down and score right quick. So that that was the only thing that concerned me, but it was given. And now this week it's a traditional offense, so now you don't have guys worrying about getting cut. You don't have all this crazy motion in the backfield with the quarterback turning out one way and the play going to the other side of the field. It's a more traditional offense, and now we will get to see the defense go back to being what it is. With Georgia Tech, you got going for it on fourth down almost like, what, 40, 50 times, a percent of the time. It's not – you really can't – all you can do is just stay in a dogfight with that type of offense unless you just blow them off the ball like Clemson and, you know – we're not. You don't. You, you don't get to run enough plays to do anything. It's exactly. Crazy. So for Georgia Tech, you know, just to win that game. If you win that game by a point, that's good because that same Georgia Tech team, well, not the same team, beat Florida State. 
So, you know, and they were supposed to be good, but Florida State on the decline. And I said we wouldn't get a game until we played against North Carolina. Florida State had over 500 yards against North Carolina, and they still lost that game. It's a problem with Florida State, and it's, it's the leadership. Now, it's the flip side going on, what we've been on the, the opposite end of for the last few years. With Kyle was a freshman. Uh, Jalen Ramsey picked us off and beat us, and then we went on the road. We didn't have leadership. Now, Florida State, they experienced that with James being gone and the quarterback being a freshman. They don't have leadership because Cook, his, his line is on the NFL. He knows I'm gone. He's a top five pick this year. They don't have no leadership. And that and that's that's a problem they got to face within. Now with us, it's a more back to a more attacking uh, defense this week. Now we're gonna see Francois. We know he can run, but can he take licks? Thing about Thomas, he's a senior and running his offense. Says Francois don't even know the offense yet because he's young, and so it's nothing you can do about that. You just have to. He just have to go out there and be an athlete. But we won't. I don't think this game is going to be what everybody thinks is cracked up. Defense is going to be keyed in on Cook. And when you key in on Cook and make a true uh, what, a, a red shirt freshman have to beat you on the road and he hadn't been in – just because he's Francois, he still hadn't been in this this type of environment in this type of big game. So just like how we expected Kaya to, to stumble and have bumps, and Kaya way better than this guy, he's going to have to stumble and have bumps. And, and and it's just part of that 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 process. Louisville took some out of Florida State that they can't get back. That's gonna help us going moving forward because Florida State they they out of control. They about the wheels about to come off because something happened to them on that football field with Louisville. And we'll see it this weekend. I don't care about them being undefeated and all that. And my second thing is I think with us having North Carolina home next week. The toughest game of the conference become the game when we go to VTech because win or lose, if we beat Florida State and North Carolina beat us, VTech become the most important game on our schedule because it's a short week. We'll have a whole week to prepare for Pittsburgh, and anything can happen with North Carolina. But I think that that becomes the game of our um, season um, in terms of the coastal, and and that's basically all I have. Like that's all I want to touch on the Georgia Tech game. You know, we you could tell Mark Rick kind of like kept it vanilla. He didn't want to uh, put everything out there on the table. And then in the fact that with us being a young team, that could have been looked at as a trap game because you can't tell me nobody looking at, was looking ahead. You can't tell me the only the people on the message board was the only one saying Florida State next week. And we still went up to Georgia Tech and did and handled business the way we were supposed to. That's what makes me feel like, you know, we're in good shape come this Saturday. And, uh, you know, just keep me on hold. You got it, man. Give us a call next week. All right, let me uh, bounce through real quick these final questions here that I haven't gotten to tonight that were submitted on the message boards. Uh, Can the offense have more balance than it did in the Florida State game last year when Miami only rushed for 20 yards? I don't think there's any question about it. You've seen the the way the running game has been clicking this year with Mark Walton and Joe Yearby. No reason to believe that Mark Rick will ever abandon the running game, And, and you can expect it'll be a big part of the game plan on Saturday night. Um, past few years, FSU had a coaching advantage. I think you have to agree with that. Uh, what about this year? Um, you know, who knows? I mean, I, you know, we could sit here and be homers and say Miami's got a better coaching staff than Jimbo Fisher. Uh, bottom line is they've, they've been there and done that. Miami, this is a new staff trying to do what they've already done. So, you know, I don't think 
it would be fair to, to, to go out on the limb and say that. But um, I don't think Miami is going to lose this game because its coaching staff is, is inferior to Florida State's. That's the best way I think I can personally answer that question. Um, how will the freshman linebacker stack, stack up against Dalvin Cook? Uh, we'll see. You know, I mean, I, I think it would be foolish to think that they're going to sail through every game the way they've been doing it and not have some issues here or there. Um, obviously, Dalvin Cook will be the best player they've faced so far. Uh, so, you know, we'll just have to see how they do Saturday night. Kind of hard to make a prediction uh, on that one. Um, what percent of the crowd is going to be Miami fans? I'd say it's going to be at least 80 percent uh, without question, the way Miami has sold tickets this year. Um, I got to think it's been pretty hard for Seminole fans to get seats. Uh, and I know that they're selling for a lot of money on uh, on StubHub and stuff. Um, will Miami blitz more this week than it has in the first four games? I don't think there's any question about it. Um, you know, I, I think that you're going to see the full force of Manny Diaz's defense, uh, for better or for worse, in this game, and uh, see how that goes. And if Miami's behind FSU is at the half, can Mark Rick make the adjustments? Um, obviously, he has a lot of experience doing so. Uh, we haven't seen him have to make halftime adjustments here at Miami, but I think there's every reason to believe that he certainly can be up to the task. All right, we've got about 13 minutes of show left. Uh, still a lot of guys who, who, who want to get on the show. I'm going to attack the list right now. I ask you, please try to keep your call to one to two minutes, get your points in, and I'm going to try to clear the board before we go to bed for the night. Um, let's go out to the 864. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. Yes, sir. Who's hey, this? G-Town Indian, what's up? G-Town Indian, All right, G-Town, go. Go for it. What you hey, got for man, us? So I, I look on the board. So, so did somebody come in, call in, and start talking junk about God and Rick? But yeah, I'll it's been a big debate. A... Let's not go. Let's not go back to it now. I mean, let's. We got about ten minutes left here. Let's stick to the topics of the week. If you want to call back <clears> next week and talk about it more, it's fine. It's, it's a hot button, that's, no doubt. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So I, I just wanted to say, you know, um, I think uh, the difference in this game this year. Is is really going to be the front four for us? I, I think that's a difference maker, in my opinion. I mean, I think that the linebacking group as a as a as a group is is pretty productive, but I don't think they're less or necessarily more than what we've had. Um, but as a group, you know, they're 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 good. You know, you can say whatever, but total as a group, they're good. But the front four is is what's different. It, it, I mean, you got to look at the team team sacks. I mean, it's it's off the charts. We've all, we're almost where we were at in total last year, and that's that's a big difference. I mean, it really is. It's going to force them to throw the ball quicker. I don't think we have to over overdo it on defense. I don't think Diaz has to come up with a bunch of exotic blitzes and all this stuff. I mean, if everybody just does their job and and let them front four get in there. That'll be the difference this year. It will. It'll be the difference. Because if, Ka- if Kaya be. plays like he has, if Ka- Kaya plays like he has, I mean, if he throws for 300, two, 275, we rush for two-something. Two that's the difference. I mean, that's that's just I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't think we have to really do, you know, a whole lot different. You know, we've been close, but I just think the front four is really what, you know, plus their quarterback ain't quite as good as, right. as Winston. I, I, and, I, you know, I, I, I I agree with you. That could definitely be a difference. You got any any other thoughts you want to share tonight? 
Well, I think I think um, it could be this game could be close, but I, I'm telling you, you what, what year was it that Randy got blew out by them? We thought it was going to be. That's I think we can blow them out, man. I do. I really do. Well, all right, we'll I, see I, what I happens. Think, you can see. You can see it. All right, give, give us a call next week. We'll talk more about it. All right, let's go to the um, the 202. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? I just do some DC, man. I'm going to be real quick. Uh, you can take Henderson. You can take Brainy. I take Antoine Collier. I believe he's in Southridge. Um, I've been looking at his table lap. really feel like uh, he fits what we need because he's a long corner. He's really physical. Um, the knock on Brainy is he's not as physical. And the knock on Henderson is uh, he's raw. And also, Florida State is is just as close to being two and three as they are three and two. And what I noticed was, if that defense doesn't get three four turnovers like they did against Ole Miss, they they can't stop you. So I feel like, well, what we've already you know, you know, with, with Kai already you know seeing them and him already throwing for four hundred yards, I feel like, you know, that's that's going to be another another thing. He's going to have a really big game, and I think we're going to take him by at least you know ten points. And uh, that's it, man. Just keep me on hold, and uh, talk to you next week. All right, man. Give us, give us a call next week. Uh, the one edge that I think Florida State does have in this game is they're more battle-tested. You know, they, they've played three tough ball games, and uh, that has to help them a little bit. Let's go to the 757. You are now live on King Sport Live. All right, man, I'll make this real quick. I want to wish everybody to be safe. This game, Kane, I ain't got time. You know, life is more important <laughs> than football. We've got this big old storm out here, but hopefully it happens to be on FSU week. Well, hope everybody be safe. I know I'm supposed to hit Virginia where I'm at and stuff. Everybody be safe. Take care of yourself. We'll be at FSU. But if you don't stop Cook, we're in trouble. And I'm going to lose 300. And I don't play that. So go out there, kick ass, have fun. Hey, man, next time I'll see you on Tuesday. I'm out. Very easy tonight. Take care, Gary. Peace. All right, Ken Kane. We'll check in with you next week. Let's go to the 662. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Six six two, going once, going twice. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Let's go to the three oh five now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, who's this? Hello, this is Adam. Yeah, that's you. What's up, Adam? What uh, you got? A couple questions. I remember last time we were in this situation was 2013. Did do you see a difference between this team and that team? Because I know, I think in 2013 we were what 7-0, and then the well, season better collapsed after that. They're better coached, you know. I mean, they, you know, they're better. They're better positioned to continue to win. Okay. Um, yeah, because I was. I mean, I think that FS... I think in 2013 they were the beneficiaries of a of a pretty soft schedule. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Florida was supposed to be good that year, and I think they only won what four games that year. Correct. Something like that. But, I mean, I was watching the FSU game last week, and they made Trubinsky look like an All-American. I don't know if you saw any of the UNC game. Yeah, I did. I I did. I agree. I mean, they made Trubinsky look like an All-American. Their pass defense is horrible. No, I'm not saying he's not good, but I think Kai is better than him. Well, we'll find out Saturday. Yeah. This is his time. I think – I think Kelly might be on the chopping block after this year. Um, uh, Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say. Yeah. um, Quick uh, recruiting question. Um, I know we lost Henderson, and I think I heard you – I don't know if we're we're not going after Brenny at all, are we? 
Because I heard he's I made like so. a couple trips. I, 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 I wouldn't say never. I don't think so. Okay. Are there any other cornerbacks? I know there's this Louisville commit. Yeah, Kahim Roach at Miramar. He's, he's got a chance to get in the class. Okay. And um, go Canes, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for taking my call. Got it, Adam. Thanks for yeah, calling thanks. in and getting in late. Let's go to the 813. You're live on Canes Sport Live. What's up, Gary? This is Andre from Tampa. Doing good. Hey, what's up, hey, man? What you got? Canes. Go Canes. That's all I got to say. Go Canes. All right, man. Give us a call next week. Hopefully, you'll still be saying go Canes. All right, final call tonight. Let's go to the 786. You're live on Canes Sport Live. Hey, Gary. Uh, quick question. Um, Anthony McFarland. Uh, he's Speak up into your phone. Speak up into your phone. Can't Anthony hear you. McFarland. Um, do you think we really have a shot with this guy? Because all the crystal ball predictions, you know, keep on saying, you know, he's going, you know, up north. You think we really of have a have shot? A shot. They have a real good shot. He's coming in for an official visit this weekend. Uh, we'll know more after that, but they they, def, they definitely have a good shot. Him and Thomas Brown have developed a very nice relationship. Okay, okay, hey, okay. Any, and is there got anything else? And is there yeah? Is there any other like wide receiver that we have here down in? Day County or in the 954 that's, that's flying under the radar that you believe if we have like a say a one loss season or something you know they might just pop up on the board like around you know signing day or something not right now no we don't know of any we don't know of any guy like that right now okay okay all right no all right man yep all right man thanks for getting in thanks for being part of the show we'll talk to you next time all right, I want to thank everybody that participated tonight. Uh, great show, guys. Obviously, big game this weekend against Florida State. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Harry's. Again, if you haven't taken advantage of their offer to send you a, a free test kit, um, I highly uh, recommend that you do so. You go to harrys.com. You sign up. You use the promo code CANES. Uh, they'll send you the free trial set and some post-shave bomb. They'll just ask you to pay for the shipping of it. Um, I want to thank FanDuel.com once again for being a sponsor tonight. Um, if you haven't tried one-week fantasy football yet, uh, do so this week. You can go to FanDuel, sign up, use the promo code Kane. Um, they'll give you $50 in free entries. You'll get one free entry every each week for the next five weeks. And uh, it's a lot of fun. That's, a, that's worth trying if you haven't done it yet. Uh, and that's a good offer from FanDuel. And then our new sponsor that came in, uh, great time to get into sports betting, Florida State Week. If you want to bet on the game, you go to mybookie.ag. You use the promo code CANES when you set up your account. They'll 100% match whatever you deposit. So if you deposit 100 bucks, they'll give you another 100 bucks to play with. You'll have 200 bucks to, to, to play with at mybookie.ag. Uh, I'm going to do it. It looks like a, looks like a great uh, great site to try out. I have you know, I just I just saw it this week. Uh, real nice looking site. So I urge you to take advantage of that offer. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Canes, and they'll 100% match whatever money you deposit uh, to bet on games uh, on that site. Uh, so yep, huge game on Saturday night. Can't wait. The the tailgating is going to be epic. Uh, hopefully the storm doesn't wreak too much havoc on everybody. I hope everybody stays safe in the next few days. And um, we'll be back next Tuesday night. And um, 
you know, we'll do this all over again, and uh, we'll know a lot more about this Miami Hurricane game, Miami Hurricane team, a week from tonight. So thank you for listening to everybody, and we'll see you at the stadium on Saturday.